It's sometime in the future. The ultimate challenge. Barb wire. 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 Welcome back, Golden Globules. It's 90 degrees and humid as fuck, and I don't give a shit because Griff finally got air conditioning. Ooh, it feels so good. I'm wearing air. a parka right now. It's that cold. All you had to do. Okay, so here's what I did. I, I had a team. I sent them over to Antarctica, and I keep hearing that the glaciers are like melting. No, they're still pretty big. So I, this is glacier-powered air conditioning. We got to keep those blue, uh, blue, um, no, no, laser disc balls. We got to <laughs> yeah, keep that. laser disc, yeah. It's like fine wine except finer. You got to keep it in the most pristine conditions. Right. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I we're, don't know. This I'm is bad this... if we're starting with an um <laughs> and we just literally hit record. That's not good. Are you trying to? Tell well, you know what it is, but it, what it is hot, Griff? Griffmas in July. This it feels like only a month ago we started this journey, and now it's coming to an end. It is scary to have something like Griffmas in July, where you have an easy way to reflect on where this started and where it's about to end. We're gonna book in it with Clint Howard appearances. People. That, okay, that was a total accident. I that was fate. That was destiny. That was fate. It was destiny. Uh, that was Destiny's Child. I think I think I'm gonna have a run in with Clint Howard soon. I think so too. I I think so. I think you're soulmates. I think we might be. I, I'm okay with this. I guess you're I open know. to it. What do you have to do? Are with you a Clint curious? I am a little Clint curious. <laughs> okay. There's something about him. He's just he's he's that perfect C level character. He's in so many things. Like he's you in, always remember him. Yeah. He's in an episode of Arrested Development, and then he's got that weird charm, but he's bald since the time he was 12, and then you have Ron Howard, so you're like seeing Ron Howard, but it's this other guy. You know, we made the joke last week, I don't know if it was on the Tippy Tap or the episode, where we said that guy, it was on the Tippy Tap, that guy from that Kung Fu show we did, looks like the mashed up face, of (laughs) silly putty face of Seagal. Clint looks like the mashup sleep by face of Ron. Yeah. Because Ron was a cute little kid. Right. He was the creepy Star Trek kid that was like right. pretending to be the monster. You Giant that buck teeth yeah. that were separated out the <laughs> yeah. wazoo. Bald. Yeah. Bald. He looked like, I'm sorry if everyone knows this reference. I, I hope you do. Carl Bertanananaluski from Aqua Teen Hunger Force when he has the flashback with the cybernetic ghost from Christmas past. Oh. And Carl... Everybody knows that's the Danzig episode. Exactly. That's the Danzig episode. Thank mm. you. Carl at eight is bald, white beater, blue sweatpants, green flip-flops, <laughs> and has his fucking buck teeth. That's Clint Howard. That's Clint Howard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not as fat, though. <sighs> Murray, topic at hand. This was something I did. Like I said last week, if you didn't hear it, I'll tell you again. I needed to close the chapter in nine-year-old Griff's life. Needed to complete that circle. Lion King taught me circle of life. We had a little bit of a circle of life here. I had to close the chapter on whatever the fuck this movie was. But more specifically, I had my first pussy fog experience at nine years old. I didn't know it happened so young, Murray. Yeah, it, it can. It can happen. It happened. 
it happens mostly in youth. The older you get, the wiser you get, so it doesn't really work as much. Yeah, it's I, it's a young man's thing. I think so. Yeah, or if you're so. just a guy who's like a sad, like regular patron of strip clubs, then you never learn. Dude, but I yeah. was I was driving down Eight Mile the other day, and the one had an alarm going off, and I was like, "Are they dancing to a security alarm in there? What's going on?" It was intense. It was Trumps <laughs> with two Ps. Classy. Yeah. Which is just down the road. That's like a mile away from Murray's Lighting Industry. <laughs> like, you have your own whole store. Yeah, I, I supply all the lighting for the strip club. A lot of sconces. <laughs> yeah, people like sconces. <laughs> they love sconces. But getting back to your first Pussy Fog experience, lay it on me, Griff. Let, let's hear what, was you were nine years old when this movie nine came Nine years on. old, you know, just hanging out with cousins, older. I hung out with a lot of older, uh, like my brother's older friends, and some of my cousins were older and everything. And so they were wisening up to, hey, boobs are pretty cool. And every fucking teenage boy that I can think of has a story of finding porn in a ditch. Yeah, I do, yeah. Exactly. Mm. How does that happen? It is... The porn fairy. It's the most amazing thing. That was that was the weird experience I had when I talked to other people about the porn ditch. I was like, "There's no way anybody else or woods porn, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah, has you know. ever had this experience." No, I've met nine people now who are like, "Oh no, of course, me and my friends always went the porn ditch." And then you had my one good Christian friend. Uh, I won't say his whole name on here because, of course, everyone knows him by name. Call him Christian. He would just go next door to his neighbors. And take the Playboys out of his mailbox. He was a it's good not, It's Christian. not a very Christian thing to do. That is not a very Christian thing to do. But he was very Covet much, thy neighbor's porn. That's, think, that's, a, that's a commandment. Do not covet thy neighbor's porn. I think porn. we were both 14 at the time. And he was just like, I don't give a shit. I'm taking this. He turned out just fine. I don't. He got really into drugs and alcohol. So <laughs> Always the case. Got to have those good, clean Christian households. Just so your kids turn out perfect. Stealing yeah. porn and doing lots of drugs. So, anyways, nine years old, all these older siblings scramble porn on the TV constantly. Anytime yeah. the adults go to bed, scramble porn. Oh, I see a boob. Is that a butt cheek? I remember when we first got cable. It was only on my TV. Cause I actually got cable on my TV, but it was just basic. Like, I didn't have HBO or any of those things. And there was a button, like, you could fix the, 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 uh, the picture with. And you, so you could turn on like, like, like HBO or Playboy Channel, and and it would stay on for like five minutes, and then it would touch scramble again. Oh, really? So I was watching tons of like Playboy Channel shit. I mean, you constantly have to fucking adjust. But That's yeah. classy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, I, it was all Playboy Channel was softcore. There was no hardcore porn on there. But still, and, you're seeing tons of nudities. Yeah, so, yeah. And so you're like, I don't need any of these other movies that just slip in some boobs. I can right. come over here, hit the button every five minutes, right, and get right. all I want. Exactly. That's awesome for you. And then they changed it. And uh, they changed it. Yeah. And so uh, Pam Anderson, of course, was big at the time. Yeah. Home this was at her bare peak because she was married to Tommy. She was Pam, Pamela Anderson Lee, Lee at the time. Married to Tommy Lee. I never got why they were so big because at this time, Molly Crew was washed up like a motherfucker. Nobody oh, cared. Their last big album was like in 89, Dr. Feelgood. And like, oh. I don't even think Vince was in the band anymore at this time. They were like, they had that John Karabi, that scab guy. Because you got to remember, in the early 90s, 
all these like hair metal bands were scrambling because grunge had taken over. So they're all trying to get heavier and like oh. lose their sound. And they all were wearing like flannel and all well, that shit. Corn taught us just loosen those strings real bad. They, oh, they down tuned. Yeah, you had to down tune. Yeah, okay. And uh, by the way, people like grunge lasted literally two years. People it's act true. and it, and it, it, it had really no impact. When you think about it. It did not. It did not kill hair metal. Hair metal was dying already. It just right. put the final nail in the coffin. Right. Every generation's gonna ha- need a new sound because everyone yeah. needs to belong to something different. Yeah. So it's. I didn't belong to. I never understood. I mean, I have no problem. With, like I liked a lot of the. I hated Pearl Jam, but I, I liked Soundgarden before grunge even hit when they were just a metal band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then that when you were, then all of a sudden you became a grunge band if you were from Washington. Yeah, you know, it's really weird that history. I've never looked into it because it seems because none of them really. I mean, you think about it, Pearl Jam does not sound like Nirvana. It does not no. sound like Soundgarden. Nope. but it's just because they're from Seattle. Soundgarden definitely had the biggest impact on me. Like some of those earlier songs, uh, radio songs, of course, when I was a right. teen, those hit pretty hard. Nirvana was pretty huge too because their songs were so ironic and everything. Yeah, but it wasn't like I was like, what kind of. Weak shit were you listening to that your life changed because Nirvana came out? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not knocking Nirvana. They were fine. I, didn't, I liked them. They were fine. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, I see music in a whole new different way now. Well, I you mean, were more – you were uh, wiser yeah. than most people well, yeah. were experiencing I'm not listening Nirvana. to Radio Rock, yeah. You're not listening to Radio Rock as well, right. which back then meant a whole lot more than it does now because right. people are like, wait, radio still exists? When I tell people I listen to Dan Dickerson give me the – you know, Tigers game. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't even know how people find like new. Like, how does somebody become big anymore? There's so many options now. Yeah, you know, it, it's really difficult. Like, you really do have to. You have to have your trusted sources of people who just completely nerd out on that type of thing, and you basically pay them. So it's like Fantano is one of the big internet guys, and we have kind of similar interest in music so sometimes i'll see what he's liking and i'll go check out some of those bands but you have to do so much fucking research now right it's a lot of work how did we get out of this topic from pussy fog yeah music yeah we, we pam all, and tommy were together at the time we always go into the music fog me and Maria right. are obsessed with music. Pa- pam and tommy so i want to get off pam and tommy for all a little right. while there i want right. to talk more about <laughs> pussy fog though yeah it's a thing if you were if you're you don't know what we're talking about. You can get a primer on our Excalibur episode. Yes. Next week, I'm really going to go deep in the fog. I but, was just going to yeah. ask you. I was like, can we tease that out? Yes. Because we're going back to the fog. Back right. to fog shadow. And so, Murray, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a little extra time. Bring your floodlights. Bling. Bling your floodlights. <laughs> uh I, I had some extra time this week, so I got the cozy into bed, and I watched a couple movies, and I watched one you've heard of called Body Heat. Yeah, I've heard of it. Holy fuck, is that not the tale of Pussy Fog? A man thinks he serpendipitously, what is that word? Serendipitously runs into an attractive woman who happens to be married. He puts his moves on her, buys her a snow cone, and suddenly he thinks he's going to get his ass funneled by her mouth. No, that's not how it works. I think there's a little more tease that has to happen there. Does she use a snow cone when she's funneling his ass? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's called a snow job, right? It's called a snow job. She bites off the the tip of that (laughs) and then slurps it. (laughs) You learn something new every day. All right. Anything to keep us from the S word. Uh, so <laughs> none of that was happening. None of that was happening. No, I've seen. Kathleen Turner's movie. got bad feet. There, huh? Kathleen Turner's got bad feet. Uh, 
Yeah, that's okay. that's what's happening. There. All right. Uh, there is a John DeHart inspired scene though, where they're in. A well, William Hurt kind of looks like John DeHart in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the most. <sighs> Never got that guy. He was to me. He was just a wishy washy, limp dick motherfucker. Pure raw, no. passionate movie. He did great in it. Really he did great in it. He did. He really did. I couldn't, I, you, I couldn't no. imagine that guy fucking period, let but alone being good at it. You would not like him. You, I would, Of course I wouldn't. I don't like William Hart. Yeah. You would be like, this guy is such a You know, he beat up a fucking death woman in real life. I, I don't like him at all as a human being. I never liked – well, I never knew about him until just now. <laughs> and hearing this does not make me think less about what he did in this movie. But so – you obviously knew one of the big scenes. I was trying to explain That's the only this scene, scene to I know Kayla. from this movie is the scene you're talking about. Yeah, now. where uh. this woman's like, "You can come back to my house, but only to see my chimes." I'm married. You're in my local podunk bar. Everybody sees me with you. There's no way we're doing anything. You can come see the wind chimes because she had wind chimes outside her house, and then you're leaving. And he goes furious when he when she's like, "All right." I'll see you he, later. He went full Uther on her. He went full Uther. He crossed the fog. Mm-hmm. Fucking Merlin helped him on across the fog. So he starts bashing every door, and she is just sitting on the stairs Loving. like with her ass resting on the banister, just looking at him like, Loving it. what is this idiot mm-hmm. going to do for me? Mm-hmm. And so it's all building up to, I got a fucking floozy to go kill somebody for me. Yeah. That is riding the pussy fog 101. Right. That's getting lost. Ted Danson's in it. He's fucking amazing. So good. Ted Danson. Jeff Goldblum is just imitating Ted Danson in this movie. Wow. That's everything Jeff Goldblum has ever done. It's Ted Danson in this movie. Wow. It's high praise from you. Yeah. So everybody go see Body Heat. And make sure... You're going to get a lesson from Telly Savalas next week on Pussy Fog. Yeah. I bet if you've, anybody's ever been in the fog, feels like they're in the fog right now, there's going to be a tutorial how to get out of it next week. So mm. tune in next week. Telly's going to help us out of that Telly one? is going to... Telly... I, I don't think this was even written. I think Telly wrote the scene. I'm, I'm going to reenact the scene. Telly, I believe, wrote himself. I think he didn't even write it. He just ad-libbed right off the bat. Oh, yeah. He was and like, just, I'm, this is from the heart. Right. And he just broke it down. And it's, it's an amazing scene. Oh, uh, Lollipop? He did not have a lollipop. Okay. He's playing a different character. Bro. He's not no, playing Kojak. I, I understand, but I thought maybe they just... Um, we do that so many I times. I think this was actually pre-Kojak. This I, is like 70 okay. this movie. I thought out. this might be like a Arnold Schwarzenegger thing where it always has to say, I'll be back now, no. regardless of any movies. And because we no. just live in a culture where it's you always have to call back to the Catchphrase, yeah. It's so annoying. Anyways, do we want to talk about Pamela <laughs> on the top half here? Yeah, well, let's get it out of the way. Murray... When I picked out this movie, I was like, we're going to test the limits. Murray's always telling me he likes that <laughs> trashy-looking broad. He's like yeah. straight out of the trash. You can, she's got a micro skirt on, and she's just legs spread open, and I can see her fucking <laughs> no, vagina hanging out. I saw out. that. The, I told you I saw that the Gap show, and it was, <laughs> woo. <laughs> there is a limit for you, too. But, that woman I saw had no business doing that. <laughs> but, Yeah. Here's the thing. I want to break it down for you. You're absolutely right. I like that trashy look. Yes. But here's the thing. There's this uncanny valley between trashy woman, drag queen. Pamela Anderson is in that uncanny valley. Yes. Where it's like, because I, like I, I, like I said last week, I'm a, I'll, I'm a total caveman. I look like a caveman. I act like a caveman. I have no 
feminine side to my personality at all. I'm yeah. a total brute. So I'm drawn to super over-the-top feminine-looking chicks. Okay. I like girly girl feminine chicks, do the makeup and their hair and all that shit. That's what I'm drawn to. But I'm not trying to drag queen. <laughs> that's like that's like <laughs> woman times twenty. That's like over the top. Yeah. And like I fucking ugh. Pamela's fucking drawn on eyebrows. I hate that. Those like skinny drawn on eyebrows. There is so many looks happening with her in this movie. Where Women just, without eyebrows creep me out. Yeah, that was a sad. I think Taffy in maybe our Death Wish episode or something told us that was a that was a look that she wasn't proud of. I think she <laughs> said she did that too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was not a good time. I remember. Yeah, that was. There was. There. Yeah, I know what she was talking about. There was a brief moment in like the early night, like ninety four, ninety five. Madonna did it because Madonna and Madonna was coming right off her sex uh, book, which she looked hot as fucking with vanilla ice. Yeah, and which which I've never seen that when that book came out thirty years ago. Griff, it was hundred dollars. Murray, we're just and it came in a fucking spiral notebook. That's ridiculous. And it was a hundred bucks, but it's because no. Well, we had seen Madonna in the Playboy, but this is like Madonna when she didn't have hairy armpits. And so Madonna looked great, and then she like had the fucking eyebrows, and she had this greasy like short hair, which I hate. Oh, it was everybody was greasy in the fucking like mid nineties. I don't know what was going on in the water, Ugh. but I I hated it. It was not like I'm, I'm a, and I'm at like my sexual prime right now. And every woman's looking gross. It's like, what's going on with this shit? Yeah. Give me that fucking trashy, trashy 80s look. Right. Come on. Gotta have it. But Pam, no. I never got Pamela Anderson. I never found her attractive. Not even. Okay. Because I'm going to... I don't like... Like, I've never been into the fucking fake porno blonde chick look. Like It's awful. What, what I call... Porno yellow hair, like I, blondes are fine, but yeah. that like it's just yellow. I, I don't... like what you said right there because it is a step beyond it. It's comic book yellowy weird. Yeah, it, it looks fake as shit. And look, there's people who have to wear wigs, and they look great wearing them. There's even a a, a senator. Drag queens wear wigs, kind of like what Pamela yeah. Anderson. There, is what we have said. we have the senator. Uh, I can't remember her first name. Presley. She looks great in all of her wigs. She looks great bald too. She wears modest wigs. She wears, like, good fucking hair. Then you have Pam Anderson's hair in this fucking movie, and it's like, someone barfed on your head. What the <laughs> fuck is this? It's this... It's... it's there, well, that's the thing. Like I said, there's wearing makeup, which I like, and then there's plastering makeup on your face, like a drag queen would do, because he's a man trying to get the illusion of a woman, well, I mean, and this is a woman. It's even beyond that. Like, yeah. Drag queen is... Beyond just looking like a woman. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's I know, yeah. Okay, right. I'm just trying to say, like, we're not... I'm not knocking drag queens. Oh, I don't no, care. No, I'm no, just saying I'm not. not sexually attracted to drag queen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just do what to, you do. I'm just trying to say, like, it, that is, drag queen is a whole fucking affair on its own. And right. And Pam is trying she, to I, get there. I told you. She's in the uncanny valley yeah. between trashy and drag queen. Right. Like, John Water must have been, like, having a giggle or something to him. She would be great in a John Water. Exactly. Movie. She looks like a fucking John Water yeah. character. And I feel like John Water was like calling her, like, "Yeah, you should do your makeup this way. It'll look real good in this movie." Yeah, it's a total cartoon version of a woman. Maybe she thought that would work because this is based on a comic book. Yeah, it is based on a comic. So book. maybe she loosely thought that's based. Because I actually looked up. I never read the comic book. Yeah. It sounded stupid. 
it's the comics way more involved. There's like aliens and shit and all this stuff. This uh, is a very simple, low budget story. Yeah, there is some stuff uh, that I really liked about it. I mean, if you did listen to us talk about Dark Man and our friend Chris Chris's podcast, yeah, which I want to point out because if you don't follow us on Twitter, you might not even know that we were guesting on another podcast. It's it's the uh, Cult Film Companion podcast. Yeah. Google that, you'll find it. No, we I'll, did Dark I'll, Man. I'll dig it up. I'll put the link okay. in the show notes. Uh, you, let me write that down <laughs> so I remember to put that in there. But yeah, we had a great time with Chris. Uh, one of his biggest episodes, he told us, which you know, no shit. You know, we're awesome. But he he played his part. He did a good job too. And we hope that and we're gonna return the favor and have him on in the future as well. So Topics you, you, include Fago Cola being sprayed before I, test, tasting it. Even. ICP, think Clown Posse for you people that aren't Michiganders. Uh, Murray's uh, hot take on Sam Raimi. <laughs> Whoa, scalding hot scalding take on hot Evil take. Dead series. Yeah, we go, we go back over our top five canon the, movies. How but, hard the Dark Man video game was. I think we talked more yes. about the Dark Man video game than we did the movie. You no, know, I thought we did too, and I yeah. listened back to it. We talked about it for maybe four minutes, but I was really excited to talk about it, and you could tell, yeah. because I was like, everybody shush, I need to talk. And by the way, there's a character from Darkman in this movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of bad looks in this movie. Um, she did try to show off her ass once or twice. It didn't go over well. Yeah, she's, she's a relic of the 80s. She had long back. Long back. And the fake titch, which I, I, I've, I've seen a handful of women that have good boob jobs pam's not one of them yeah i it's, mean we're talking 90 early 90s boob jobs though it's yeah. early 90s cgi Just, i mean we can go back to dark man again a lot of the cgi the movie was awful <laughs> a lot of the boob jobs in the 90s were awful as well yeah. and hers was terrible <laughs> and it didn't help that she was not like there's scenes later in the movie where she's wearing like she had uncanny things. valley between her boobs. Exactly, she was wearing like corsetti things to yeah. push them in together, and they look better there. Mm. But in some of those scenes, she was wearing things that help them spread out, and they were like oh. underarm. <laughs> yeah, it was. It looked painful. It looked and... painful. It looked terrifying. And then with her yeah. hair all over, and she yeah. didn't outline around her lips. Yeah, so lip it looked liner, like, yeah. So it looked like she had a little shit stain around her lips. Yeah, I think she was just like she's got. She's got thin white girl lips. So she did the lip liner and make her look oh, plumper kind of thing. That makes sense. Which, which I prefer that over those hideous fucking fish lips that girls get the injections. I'll take shitty makeup over that any day. Yeah, really. Like, ugh, I hate the fucking... Girls, the fish mouth does not look hot. Don't do it. Don't inject shit into your lips. Please don't. Doesn't look good. It just doesn't. doesn't look natural either. It doesn't look natural. You got to find. Ugh. God, we're just we're just misogynists. We're just oh, tearing women oh, down no, for a half are. an hour. Uh, should we like roast each other for a little while? <laughs> no, we're gonna roast Pam because you just said you get you keep getting on your YouTube Pam roast. Uh, Fuck, Lisa Lampanelli said it best. Pam, you look good back in your home improvement days. Griff's uncle Randy used to say that you were attractive, and then all of a sudden you're getting all this plastic injection in your body. Is it because Tommy Lee slapped you across the face with his 19-inch dick? That's a Lisa Lampanelli joke, She's everybody. Great. Gotta love Lisa Lampanelli. I love her. No. She's so raunchy. Uh, I don't want to say ill about the dead, because you say your uncle's dead, yeah. but was he kind of a dirtbag character? He was a little bit of a weirdo, because dirt bags. I feel like. Well, I mean, the perfect example was her one of her ex husbands, Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah. 
Pam Anderson is the peak for dirtbags. Yeah. Like, yes. Well, I told you before the episode, and I don't know, the message apparently didn't get across there, but he was into her early. When she started doing yeah. all the surgery and everything, he was no longer into her. Oh, okay. So he gave up on her. He liked good girl Pam. He liked good when girl When she got Pam. tainted by Tommy Lee and his 25-inch dick, exactly. she was like, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah, he gave up on her. Did you ever see their uh, porno? No. Neither did I. I had no interest, first of all. But I remember, because it was when my buddy was working at the porno uh, yeah. adult bookstore, which, of course, Griff says I was just hanging out in the back <laughs> all the time, which I never did. It was, this is back in the days when this VHS. This is late 90s. So DVDs had just come out. But it was all on VHS. They were charging like $50, $60 for this. I, I thought, and I'm pretty sure it's only like 10 minutes long, like the fucking is. And the rest of it is them just fucking around like on a boat and shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it because, like I said, no interest. Maybe I did. But it's I like, feel like that was a. That just, like, once again, you fucking motherfuckers under 30 with your internet porn. Motherfuckers could get away with charging $50 to $60 for some shitty ass. VHS porn and half the time the chick on the box wasn't even in the fucking movie. They could yeah. do that shit. Bait and switch you like that. Yeah. It's like, what are you gonna do? Um God bless streaming. I will go ahead and embarrass myself for a moment okay. here. And I do remember my earliest moments of like hiding things away. A lot easier than paying sixty dollars for a fucking DVD. Not even that, VHS. Floppy disc. Floppy disks. Images. See I, see, I never knew how to do that shit. Yeah. So I still don't know how to do that shit. Uh, I figured it out just for this purpose to hide away in my drawer. So you would wait like, like 30 minutes to download a picture because it's yeah. like taking forever. <laughs> was yeah. it on dial up? Was it all that? Yeah. It was a Playboy uh, okay. model, but it was a celebrity. Can you guess which celebrity? <laughs> what year? This is a fun what year? Game. What year? I couldn't tell you. But what? Well, give me an ad. Idea. Uh, Mid nineties, probably. Mid-90s. Uh, this was a woman who's still relevant today. Her wow. name is out there. Um, how else? And started when started in movies when she was like six. Oh fuck! And so she was a celebrity. She is it not, Drew Barrymore? It is. Okay. I didn't. She had that look that I hate in her Playboy was, thing. When you were saying it, I was like. Do I have to bring up the And I had waited for years to finally see her naked. I was like excited she was going to be in Playboy. And I'm like, That's it? Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Doll so, it up, babe. Come on. So, uh, however old I was when I had that floppy disk disagrees with you, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. We were very different age. So. Yeah. Anyways, Murray, okay. at some point. Yeah, I'm actually movie. older than Drew Barrymore. So, yeah. Well, yeah. At some point, we do have to get in this movie. This is yes. probably a good time. Sorry, we have to get into this movie. We've done it again. We it took me three viewings to get through this movie, and it's only like 98 minutes. And don't worry, guys. We'll get it through you. Yeah, no, you're going to enjoy we, it. We've been doing a good job getting through the movies really quick. Yeah. We've just been, <laughs> we have had a lot to say in the yeah. opening. I hope really. you guys like listening to us. Cause, yeah. 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 All these fun stories of floppy disk porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, girls. Oh, exactly. So you gonna throw her the trailer now? Of course, I'm gonna throw the trailer for the last every, time. For the last time until we do God this again. Knows how long? Well, yeah, until we do it next July, I guess. Next July, maybe. Who knows? The next time, Griff's gonna take the <laughs> reins. But everybody, I gotta tell you, we've got 
a very fake show for you here where it's all scripted out. A couple robots are going to come in and fill in for us because we're going to get into one of the fakest, hottest celebrities of all time, Pamela Anderson Lee. Music! The Second American Civil War. The old democracy is overthrown by a tyrannical new group called the Congressional Directorate. Every city in the nation is under the martial law except one, Steel Harbor, the last free city. A secluded island of shrinking independence. It is a place marked by chaos and crime, providing a home for a new kind of mercenary. Florida. It sounds like Florida. Well, Florida. I think of freedom. I think of Florida. Uh, it's Ron DeSantis, twenty twenty four. I can't wait to vote for him. He's got my. He's got Joe Rogan's vote too. I was mentally kind of in and out with this movie. Did they ever explain how Steel Harbor stayed free? Because no. the rest of the country is like under martial law by this. Congressional Directorate. Yeah. I kind of like that name, Congressional di- Directorate. I think it's, I mean, it's it's a far-off future, 2017. I mean, God, we remember that far-off future. It's, 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 this movie's kind of prescient. It's like, we're, we're like, this five years off from having a, a fucking second civil war. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with this Trump shit if they actually have the balls to fucking actually try to, like, arrest him for the, all the illegal shit he's done. Wasn't 2017 the year we had the uh, Charlottesville incident? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so uh, this world felt kind of real to me. I, uh, I mean, they put on the Mexico filter, which was a little over the top because, I mean, <laughs> come on, we weren't in Mexico. Where were we? Do I don't know where we were. Were we in Washington? Because they kept mentioning Seattle. You know but... what? Yeah, I feel like we're on the west, northern west coast. We, you there. know what? I bet it was Oregon. I'm just saying that because Dark Horse Comics put it out, and they're based in Oregon. That would make a lot of sense. So we'll they they were talking about Canada a lot. So they're, and they were on uh, the ocean or whatever. That's right. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure we've never... Look at us. Abra, help us out. Help All us right. out. Give us a- There's pro- she's probably gone to a barbed wire themed <laughs> strip joint. <laughs> yeah. But I want to give Pam one thing for credit. She's so committed to this shitty role that nobody remembers. She got a fucking real barbed wire tattoo on her arm. 
Well, points and extra points for doing the inside of the arm. I hate those pussies that, that don't, don't fucking do the inside. Uncomfortable. Like, I got... Yeah, that's why people don't do it. But, yeah. like, if you're going to do it, do it. This did not feel as bad as some of the tattoos I've got, though. Like, that doesn't feel that bad. I don't even remember that one. Some of the other ones I remember very vividly. Well, yeah, your tribal arm, man. That, that killed you. But you look, look at the beauty of it. It's I worth know. it. I know. Every time I look down at it, I just howl. Because it just <laughs> reminds me of natives. Uh, so yeah, of course we're gonna open up, and you said that this was something Pam threw in herself. Yeah, she was like, she had a nightmare or a dream or I don't know, a wet dream about this scene. She's like, it was wet. Her dream was that men were spraying. I think she, maybe she thought she was at a gathering of the Juggalos because she, the men were spraying her with uh, bottles of uh, soda pop. <laughs> Fago pop? Yeah. <laughs> rock and rye, I think it was. Oh, rock and rye. Do people understand what rock and rye no, is? No, they don't, but you look it up. Can you tell me what it is? It's 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 got rye and some rock in it. Strawberry cream soda. Okay. Yeah. Why isn't it just called strawberry cream soda? Because rock and rye sounds so cool. I don't I don't understand that either, but the one day I picked one up and I read it and I was like, Oh, okay. I guess that is the flavor. I had a rock and rye probably forty years ago. I, I, I can't know. even remember the last time I had Fago. But I had the I I'm so heartbroken. They got rid of their fucking Tonic. soda water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, oh, they, your they, soda water. Yeah, it's like we're not. That's what I drink this for every episode. It's a nice big one liter of soda water. They got rid of them. I think one of the last because I haven't drank a pop in like five years now, and one of the last ones I had was a Fago root beer or cream soda. Yeah, and I do miss. Uh, those were good root beers. Anyways, so she is dancing it up. and She's not dancing at all. She's just kind of standing there being sprayed. Well, that's quote-unquote what strippers Did these do. guys just have like a big, like giant like palette of these? Because she's getting blasted. Well, think about it. It's like the carnival game where you squirt the water into the clown's mouth. Yeah, and the then balloon you, you, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Her so, tits are actually expanding when they were squirting. Jesus Christ. Just and I was shocked because I was for sure. Because you got to remember, this is also this is before the Marvel era. You know, legitimized superhero movies, comic book movies were trash. We had it was Superman four level, and this and they they took that kind of tone with this one, very tongue in cheek with this this movie. A lot of yeah, breathy one liners. Oh my god, your Kenny Omega phone sex voice was like in fingernails on chalkboard. It was so awful. Like, you know that had to be done in post because of how breathy she made it. Like, there's no way they picked that up on just a normal mic. Like, they had to take her into a remote studio and amp it the fuck up. Everything about this movie annoyed the fuck out of me. And so (laughs) I'm very happy to close this book here, everybody. (laughs) Pam Anderson, not attractive, probably ever, especially in this movie. Yeah. Not good. No, none of the outfits. Nothing. At no moment was I was yeah. I like Pam Anderson. Take that. Take it from me. I like trashy women. No, not doing nothing for me. Right. No movement. It's unanimous amongst us. Yeah. And Barney We're right. doesn't seem to be too moved either. He's not even looking at it. He's not even looking. He doesn't want to think about it. So yeah. So this was very like it's a comic book movie. Who gives a shit? Right. You know, Who that, gives a shit? So. It's like, a, it's like five, ten minutes of this. Her getting just sprayed. Right. And it's supposed to get the fucking crowd hot and holy. You know, you're supposed to go full peewee in the crowd here. You're like just getting your dick out. And uh, it's nothing. It's boring. It, it, she's awful. She doesn't look good wet. She doesn't look good dry. There is no Pam Anderson level in the early 90s that you want to see. But she's trying to show you. Not so, even your uncle's favorite era? The, the I told time? you. 
At this time, well, okay. <laughs> Early, late 80s, my uncle was into her, I think. Okay. I think when, as, as soon as, whenever the boobs happened, he was like, no. Whenever the surgeries, the lipos, and I, he was done with her. Okay. And that is impressive for my uncle. I was very <laughs> surprised to hear that. Uh, so anyways, I like how they did this scene. They did it really well, because... It was that one song, Word Up, but yeah. we're down. Cameo, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a shitty cover of the cameo. Oh, the cameo? That's actually what that's called? No, the the band was called Cameo. Oh, it was a the... shitty, it's Word Up is the oh, song. Oh, it's Word Up, okay. It was a really bad cover. Yeah. And There's so, a lot of bad covers. In just like our cover. bad cover of Kung Fu Fighting on oh, yeah. WMAC War <laughs> Champions. Mas- Go listen to that. Masters? Masters, Masters you're right. Yeah. It's Masters. Yeah. Um. As that song is kind of fading out, you hear a guy, Yeah, show me the jugs! Show me the jugs, babe! He is just hammering her, hammering her. And then finally, as we see her on the stage and the audience around her, Show me the jugs, babe! And then that just infuriates The her. one thing this movie did right that I will put above everything else. I, I did compliment some things pre-recording here. They well, there's some the, great talent in this movie being wasted, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They get the creeps just right. So Pam definitely has met a lot of creeps in her life. Oh, yeah. And the creeps in this movie, perfection. Yeah, she was spent time at the Playboy Mansion. She's met every creep imaginable. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Chuck Mangione, the worst creep <laughs> Bill Cosby. That guy who brings the puppets around. Scott Bale. She dated Scott Bale, for fucking crazy. She's at the... She has the worst taste in men. She's Kid Rock, a, Tommy she's Lee. She's got Scott a far right consistency in her in her past. Scott mm-hmm. Bayo, Kid Rock. I don't know what Tommy Lee's politics are, but I so I'm not like, going to throw him under the bus. I feel like I his know. dick weighs far right. I don't think he knows anything. I think he's just a, he's a he's a male bimbo. If he's still alive today, he's alive. Yeah, I hope he's still got full brain function. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he ever had. Okay. Getting back to this movie, so he's like, babe, and this is I. I believe this is from the comic. I don't know. I never read it. She does not like to be called babe. That's, that triggers her. Yeah. Trigger warning. Don't call her babe. Let me do my best gold dose here. <sighs> if one more person calls me babe. <laughs> so she hurls her tech. I, I also hated these shoes. These were big stripper shoes in the 90s. Those platforms, high heels. Tacky as fuck. Oh, where the toe also? Yes, it's like it's like her, yeah. her her toes are like four inches off the ground. Okay, and then it had a huge heel, but a yeah. big toe too. Too tacky for me. Yeah, too tacky. And so she hurls one of those tacky ass shoes at him, spears him in the forehead with the heel. Right. Maybe kills him. I don't know. Oh, it did. Okay. No, you saw that man. Well, don't, t- well, don't call her babe. You deserve to die. Yeah. And okay, of course, this is Steel Harbor. Everybody. Where, yeah, it's chaos and crime. The one last free town. This is Florida where you can do anything. You can teach your kids about CRT. Oh, actually, that's the one thing you can't do. You can't teach your no, kids about no, CRT. Yeah. But you can do anything else. <laughs> you can shoot a kid for teaching somebody about CRT. And this is where we get to start to see, like, the crowd's in a ruckus now. They all love Barb Wire, her name. Yeah. Barb. Her moniker. Wire. Uh, and, of course, like you said, the sweet tribal Barb <laughs> tattoo. Oh, so fucking tasteful. Um, but everybody is just like, she killed a guy. All right, drinks all around. And then we see that mischievous sheriff walking around. Sharif. Sharif, excuse me. Yeah. He looks, he, yeah, he looked like Peter Lorre. He was like, 
which fits because this is loosely based. Griffin, believe me, this movie is loosely based on Casablanca. So yeah. technically, we've seen Casablanca now. So I don't need to see the the original. That's good because I movies black and white. Uh, who loves you, babe? Wait, no, that's that's Tully. <laughs> I'm getting my I'm getting my media mixed up here. Yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, sweetheart. So yeah, Sharif, who I Sharif don't like it. <laughs> Would you like to do the Calgon commercial now? You're just fucking hitting all the. Hey, that was a that was a clash. Every fucking guy who reads Rolling Stone magazine and takes it seriously thinks Clash is the greatest punk band in the world. Clash is the greatest punk band. What are you trying to tell me that they're not? <sighs> they're not. Uh, so, it's the Ramones, right? Mm, yeah, if you're a little kid. <laughs> So, yeah, Sharif, who's like the the pit boss or whatever for the strip club, he's going up to his boss, Santos, I think was his name. And he's like, your, which, your, uh, your, uh, whatever, your cargo is in. I don't know. He's like, it's, it's come in. It's, it's very tasty. He's like being real creepy. And then, then Santos goes, I like, I like that new girl. I want to see her. He's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I'll work on it, boss. And then we cut back to the backstage area of the strip club. Yeah, because Barb has been informed that she needs to go meet with her. Barb's undercover, but Barb's a bounty hunter. She's not a stripper. Right. That's right. what we're unaware of right yeah. now. We just know she's a badass smokestack. And don't call her babe. Don't call her babe. God, everything about this is reminding me, even some of the vocal inflections I'm doing here are reminding me of my early days of listening to Drew and Mike. Okay. Our, our, nobody outside Detroit I know, gets I know. So Local Drew, Detroit radio guys. Drew was very normal. Mike was the creepiest, gargoyliest yeah. motherfucker. And at the time, I was like, I don't know if he should be talking about his interns this way. Because he's like, you should really wear a micro skirt, girl. And then when they started posting pictures to the internet, I was like, this cannot be comfortable for anybody. No, they were First of all, they were ripping off Howard Stern. Because that sounds like a Howard Stern thing. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they were. Like, they had to hit that beat. But uh, they were local, so they could get away with it. Because not right. everyone listened to Howard Stern. Right. I didn't. No. So they they was... actually beat Howard Stern in the race. Howard Stern was on in Detroit for a while, and they beat him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. But, yeah, this guy, there is no young woman. There's no woman his age, probably, who are, like, right. really warm for his form, let's yeah, say. Yeah, it's a whole power dynamic thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I learned about that at a very young age. So, so Sharif's doing the exact same thing, and he's like, Mr. Santos would like to see you. <laughs> Wait, Svengoolie now? Yes. Okay. We get a really a really racist uh, thing where there's an Asian woman speaking French, and she's like, she's speaking Chinese. I know. No. I was like, Pam Anderson Lee, what is this scene? Because a woman in the back pipes up. There's a woman in between them, and Pam just turns to her, disgusted. What did that slant? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did that bitch say to me? Oh no, she's chi- like wait. No, she doesn't, she, even, yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't even repeat what she said. She just oh, she's Chinese, and she spoke French, by the way. Oh, okay, she I didn't catch speak that. Speak Chinese. Oh, okay, that was that was the joke. Oh, so uh, see, but like we said, Pam's undercover. She's got business to do. All right. So the next thing we see here, she's like in the kitchen area of the strip club. Right. I thought she was just gonna cook us a sandwich. <laughs> I thought she was. <laughs> That's a woman joke. Oh, I thought she was going to make us uh, some shrimp cocktail. Oh, I thought she was going to make us a frittata. She goes... <laughs> call back, call back, call back. <laughs> so she goes to the freezer, and it's locked. Like, Why would a freezer have like a padlock on Well, it? MacGyver's in there. Exactly. Another call back to Griffiths in wow. July. 
There you go. Bonus. Now, if you have, now if you were like, I'm not going to listen, now you have to listen. Now you have to listen. Because those are killer jokes. Those are killer jokes. So she pulls out her trusty lock picks. Undoes. Of course she has it. I mean, she could have just broken off a light bulb, made a little mm. shoot for the ice to freeze into the lock, and then <sighs> let it expand for nine hours, and then just break it with the She didn't have nine hours. She didn't have nine hours, she just, She's about to open it. Sharif shows up. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I just needed to go into a well-ventilated room for a smoke. That's my sultry voice. Is that good? <laughs> that sounds exactly like Pam. I thought it did. And he's like, who smoke? I, I have one for He pulls out his Virginia Slims, offers her one. Or no, he doesn't pull out a cigarette. It's just, I don't have a light. Could you help me out? I have a light right here, ma'am. Let me just bring your face closer. <laughs> like, that's good. And she pulls out her vape pen. <laughs> and shoots a dart right into his face. She's really good at hitting guys right in the, right in the yeah, eyes. She's two for two. And then she opens the door, and it's all that 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 cargo, that package the Sharif is talking about. It's a fucking young girl. Oh my god! She's it's dressed a in a schoolgirl outfit that really hit it home. That she's underage, and pervs would want to fuck her. I immediately flash back to what's her name in Batman Forever. You know what? I'm glad you brought her up, <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. Yes. I never got her either. I'm like, why are people this mediocre looking girl? And people are like losing their shit over her. I I didn't lose my shit over her ever, even in my older age. I basically but, I hated the '90s. I'm just gonna break it out. I fucking hated the '90s. But I was more okay with her because they didn't do what they did to Pam in this movie. No, like everything about Pam is just so fictitious. At least uh, uh, Silverstone looks like kind of normal. But that's Not- the problem. She just looks normal. So I'm like, why is everyone losing their shit over this girl? Like, I'm okay with it. I wouldn't lose my mind, but I want to lose. I don't my mind know. Anyway, we talked about her on Batman and Robin. Check that episode. Oh out. yeah, we did that. So this this we now we know this is what she's here for to rescue this girl. Right. If you weren't excited about our one Batman reference, we're gonna get another one. Because she pulls out a grappling hook, and the girl goes, "What's that? Don't you know?" A lot of breathy talkers in this. Yeah, I know. It just must have been the mics they had. Uh, Have you ever heard of Batman? (laughs) She's doing Christian Bale's Batman voice. (laughs) There's gonna be a lot of bad breathy voices from this side. So Griff's doing the voices this episode. Oh, I'm doing all the Pam voices. Thank you. Good, I can. My voice. I know. That's right. I hope it ends up. I apparently I've been equated to Venture Brothers Hank. (laughs) I'm going for Doctor Girlfriend now. (laughs) All right. All right. So, all right. So (laughs) she rappels down off her her bat batarang. And she makes it to the meetup with the parents of this young girl. She just walks there. People are yeah. shooting out the window. She just uh, walks. There happens to be, this is a scene stolen straight out of this movie and put into The Matrix just two years later. Big bridge, water just raining down profusely, just crazy amounts uh, of rain. Zargatha's everywhere. Zargatha's everywhere. There's, they actually use this same fucking scene twice in this movie because they use it uh, when Axel and... A Cardona or whatever her name Cora is. Cora D. Cora D get captured later. Or near captured. But yeah, so she's meeting up. She's just trying to hand up. This is just work for her. Yeah, and they're really trying to make uh, barbed wire like Snake Plissken, like this fucking, I don't care about anybody. I'm just out for money. Right. You know? It's Mad Max. It's Snake Plissken. Right. It's all the badasses before. Yeah, but 
Nah, her ass is bad, but it she's not a badass. That they give her a seventy-five-year-old geezer as her like, uh, uh, her bounty collector or whatever. I don't know what to call this guy. But the guy he's trying to return the daughter to, he's like 70 years old. He's old. He's, he's her dad. falling over. He's dead. There's a young, fresh, uh, fertile wife in the background, but she doesn't give a shit. She well, that's his trophy. It's a second family. Exactly. She's just there for the this money. This is the family he cares about. He, 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 he wouldn't care at all for his first daughter got kidnapped. Oh, that's true. Okay. So he's like, here's the thing. He pulls out his Kinja Tache case. I only got half of what she offered. He's like, What? Half? No, that ain't, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring your daughter back to the strip club. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put her on the fucking pole myself. Here's what. Here's what I'll counter offer that with. I'll chop your daughter's legs off. And but we. This is where we learn she's she's a lot of talk, but she's got a heart of gold because right. instead she just takes their sweet convertible, leaves them out in the rain, and right. takes off with the money and the convertible. All right, and now we're cutting to just a woman being tortured or being turned into a cyborg. I didn't know what was going on with this scene. Not quite a cyborg, but just a Borg. Because she did have the big (laughs) eyepiece there. Yes, there's a naked woman laid out, splayed out on a table. She has robotic panties and bra on. (laughs) And like you said, the Borg thing on her half of her face. Uh, I was like, at first I was like, okay, adrenochrome? Is that what's (laughs) happening? Because, I mean, 2017 was the year of the adrenochrome. This is when Ping Pong Comet Pizza happened. Oh, I didn't know that. This is Hillary Clinton. This is all of that. So, I mean, I was like. You said this movie was fated to happen. And QAnon was at his peak. He was trying to warn us. And he was trying to warn us about these people. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Lee is Q. Are you saying that? Oh, my God. Murray, you just put, you just cast some. Big spurs on me here. Or she does double D. I hate you. So <laughs> hold on real quick. Let's just Velcro <laughs> that. Let's just let that Velcro sink. Let it in. breathe. Let that breathe. So yeah, there's apparently this woman's being tortured, and this is where we like I said, there's a lot of great B level actors, and this is where we see one of our first. Steve Rails back. Last time we saw him was Turkey Shoot, our great Thanksgiving episode. Oh, yes. Playing uh, uh, Colonel Breiser? Breiser. Breiser. Which sounds a lot like... Pfizer? Pfizer. COVID-19. Corona. Well, this, and, and this movie is about a disease. Thank yes. you. Because remember what was the... Holy fucking shit, Griff. Yeah. If only we had done this in our first year, yep. we would have stopped so much shit. Yes. 100%. We... I oh mean, you God. did claim to be cute once. <laughs> yes. And well, yeah, uh, yeah. clearly it's not true because Murray's not cute. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but, yeah, if we would have just gone ahead and tipped people off, we would have probably 40,000 times the audience we have today. Yeah. Because we, yeah. We would, they wouldn't be dead. So, yeah, Colonel Pfizer. Pfizer. Prizer. Yep. Prizer. Prizer. Being played by the great Steve Railsback from Life Force 2, of Life Force fame. That's right. Famous for playing Charles Manson in Helter Skelter TV movie. And he, and like, this still hit home how evil the congressional director is. And now it seems, like I said, once again, it totally fits in place with all these Proud Boys. It should be called the Proud Boys instead of the congressional de- no, they, directorate. Because they they're full Gestapo outfits. Yes. I think Ilsa was in the background with her vibro thing, her electronic dildo that she had. That lect- that's lect- right. Like lect- cattle prod dildo she was using on those women. That's right. I, I, just in case, you know, you got to separate them. Of course, you got to have the triad wives, and then you have to have the liberal wives. And right. you separate the liberal wives and turn them into the furnace, and you take the trad wives and turn them into good trad wives. Yeah. Stepford wives. Stepford wives. Thank you. 
We learn they're looking for a woman named Di- uh, Dr. Devinger. Oh, and of course, as you mentioned with the Proud Boys, their outfits are black and yellow. Right. I don't know why Pittsburgh or you know killer that bees. whole thing. Killer bees. Killer bees. Oh, they're into the killer bees. Yeah, B. Brian Blair. Yeah. Okay. Who, who her SoundCloud rap name is Cora D. That's what she goes by. Yeah, that's right. And they're looking for her because she knows a lot of sensitive secrets. And we learn that she's trying to sneak into Steel Harbor so she can get it, which is, which, like we said, this is probably either Oregon or Washington State because she needs to get into the free land of Canada. Right. To uh, figure, Canada is the best place to be. And they're going to meet their contact, a man named Krebs. In Seal Harbor. Yeah. We got the wrong name. I got the wrong name in here. I'm glad we got that right. Yeah. Krebs. Yeah, that yes. was definitely the name. Not Mr. Krebs. Our it, younger audience. We're not talking about SpongeBob today. No. Krebs. Krebs. And we learned that a guy named Axel is helping her do this. Right. And we're seeing that they do have video call technology in these days. They FaceTime each uh, other. Yeah. So just so you know where we're at. With Prizer, I'm assuming, is meeting whoever is the president of our country now. I don't know who this guy was supposed to be. Uh, it looked like Mike Pence to me, dog. <laughs> okay. Milk toast, white guy, white hair. He had glasses, talking. though. Oh, he did have glasses. He was trying to throw you off. Okay. And he's like, he's like, what's going on with this course? She has a very sensitive secret, and her DNA can cure this biological weapon we've been working on. Wasn't that the plot to Mission Impossible 2? And Casablanca. And Casablanca? Yes. It was all about DNA. Oh, my God. Wait, is that what we're going to open the episode with? Is Kendrick Lamar's DNA? I don't know what we're going to open it with. It's your fucking episode. Yeah, that's right. I think, I'm just, I, think I just picked something random. Okay. Because, I mean, does mm-hmm. anything come inspiring other than Motley Crue? That's what I was thinking, because there's this Motley Crue song called Live Wire, which fits into Barb Wire. We'll see if that makes it there. We'll see. It's your, it's your call. We're going to write that down. We'll see. The docks, where nothing good ever happens, especially uh, at night. Now, did you move to the edge of your seat when you saw the docks? No. I, have, I probably turned this off because I got bored. <laughs> And I watched something else for a while. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. This is where we see Cora and Axel, a.k.a. Boba Fett. It's fucking Boba Fett. Yeah. Or Django, whichever one you prefer, if you're a fucking prequel guy. Right. And like I said before, we saw the handoff with Barb under the bridge, rain falling on either Were side. Were any butts getting warmed up under this bridge? Uh, no. Uh, no. Apparently in Steel Harbor, they all do it in the, in the Hammerhead Bar. They, hammers, they hammer some head in this they bar. They do hammer some head in that bar. There's no warm buttholes under that bridge, and that's yeah. unfortunate. But that's that's yes. That's Barb Wire runs a uh, classic ninety. Every I think every nineties movie bar looked like this. It's very industrial looking thing, and she's got the fucking Zeus as her bouncer. Yeah. And he's not letting the, the riffraff in. This is a classy establishment. Right. Hey, if you want to hear more about Zeus, no holds barred. We did it's, it. It's been out there for four years now. Yeah. Check it out. Dookie. So we learned there's no guns allowed, but there's plenty of tattoos allowed. Ground. Oh, my God. Tribal they... up the ass. So here's something I do like about this movie. Background shit, details. There's There's a lot of shit to look at here. And when we walk in this bar, we got two black dudes coming in looking like Al Capone gangsters. You know, they got pinstripes, they got the hats, they got giant cigars. Guy had a fucking uh, Dalton shotgun, or what is it called? Durant. Durant gun. Yeah, Tommy gun. Yeah, he had a Durant gun, and then the other guy just had like a saw. Check it out, our Darkman episode. 
Yeah. That's it, cult film companion, not ours. This is this is what we're doing now, everybody. Yeah. We're just throwing to our <laughs> not stop promos. Oh, uh, but then we cut to a guy who looks like he had Sharpie on his face. No, fresh tattoo. That's what that was. was yeah, fresh. people were getting tattoos in the bar. That's how crazy this bar is. Right. I I, I mean, they were Maori tattoos on an Asian man. Yeah. But I hey, I don't know. <laughs> That's not my. Are you saying he's culture appropriate? No, no, no. That's not my culture to appropriate, mm-hmm. and that's not my ball to call. So, hey, to each their own is all I. Can yeah, say. it's a it's a motley crew, if you will, of people. Oh yeah, and I mean, there's a live concert going on. There's a woman up on the stage, just going fucking. Now, is this a goth concert? I don't know. They were kind of goth. I don't really know what it is. Fishnets, black leather corsets. I was like a dark eyeliner. I was like, this could be a goth concert. Classic lineup where the chick is playing bass because, of course, the guys have to play guitar and drums because women can't play. Was there a guy playing guitar? Yeah, because women can't play guitar. Come on. We need a little realism here. So you get the girl who's just strumming the E string. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're great. All right, like whatever that chick from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, you're great. Darcy, I think her name was. You're great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, all we need is Meg White and her fucking animal. Drums. Like animal plays drums better than Meg White. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, luckiest woman in the world. She keeps time. Mm. <laughs> Maybe on the record, I'm pretty sure Jack White does the record. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does all the recording. I never saw them live, but yeah. So yeah, okay. We we, we really laid out this fucking club. We're for still these scanning people. out the club. There's all kinds of hawk, fucking hard knocks in here. There's tufts everywhere. The bar tent, the bar is behind a cage because it's that rough and tough. Even though they take the guns away, they still have to keep the bartenders behind a cage. Right. Because you never know when a no holds bar is gonna break out. Right. Uh, the, we we got a Rottweiler in the fucking bathroom, chained got, up next to the f- overflowing urinal. And Murray, I'm gonna. I I know you would like to use the other term. There's a little person hanging from a cage, <laughs> just dropping. Yeah, I just blacked that. I guys did uh, midget fog. I was like, I don't want to see that. Did you notice the other one later? No, I didn't. Thank there was God. another one later Thank on the streets. I, oh, I think I saw that one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, but then we also cut to this is where all the good military boys go to too. Right. I don't understand. <laughs> I have no clue. What why, is like, why was like Prizer and his people allowed into this city that's supposed to be the only safe harbor? That's be, the only holdout from this whole like you know oppressive government. Why are they allowed to just walk right in? Because Florida, I mean Steel Harbor, it, they allow everybody. They're like the true. Uh, what do they call them? Not libertarian. It's the true libertarian city. Everybody can come in. No one expects every road. Any- every road is a toll bridge. It's there's everything. no taxes. There's none of that. Everybody pays for everything they get. And so, yeah, of course they can come in because it's the. As fuck. long as you have money, you can come in. It, it is exactly that. It's the libertarians' heaven. This is where we meet Charlie, poor old Charlie, who lost his vision fighting for the resistance in this war against the congressional directorate, Proud Boys. And he's got the, of course, he's got the shades. You're blind. You got it. No one wants to see your ugly fucking blind eyes. Cover those up with some shades. Was this character not the worst to you? There were there was plenty. There was a lot of competition for the worst character. In this I moment. agree. Pam Anderson obviously is number one on that list because she has the most uh, screen time. But if you're going by screen time to annoyance ratio, Charlie gets it for me. I hated this character. From it, the first line <laughs> he read, I was like, I hate him. Because he's hitting on a he has the audacity to hit on a woman. No, that's not it. 
everything about him. He should just go away because he's blind. It's, exactly. It's I really do not like anybody. I don't want to see anybody. There's like this person on Twitch who keeps popping up in my feed who uh, is uh, – he can't use his hands. So he calls himself Handy Capable Sean. And he plays video games with a joystick in his mouth. And he says, I beat this NES game, Top Gun, with oh, my chin. Oh, shit. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. Uh, did he beat Battletoads? He did. Bullshit. No what way. What did I watch him? No I watched way. him beat Castlevania 2 yesterday without you know dying. Well, all right. Let's get back to this movie. Okay. Enough promo for this fucker we don't even know. Yeah. So there's a Saudi, getting back to fucking Rock the Casbah, there's a Saudi prince in here. Oh, wow, you just went backwards, too. <laughs> well, who cares about Charlie? Well, Charlie, she's trying, okay, you want to do the Saudi prince first? Well, this is where we learn that Barb has a little bit of integrity. She won't take anybody's money. Unlike our government today, who is going to fist bump uh, MBS to get gas money. Yeah, which we, we, we all tiss, tiss, but then we're all bitching and moaning about gas prices. Right, exactly. You know, you know we, we, we want our cake and eat it, too. Exactly. So he's just like, what we did want, he... We want Pam to put her ass in those <laughs> cakes. Cake for the cake. What did this guy want? Who did he want killed? I don't know. He just I think he wanted a journalist killed. Uh, okay. Yeah, so he was like, I need you to go kill Khashoggi. Uh, I would like you to do that on the download, please. He's a really annoying journalist. And she's like, I believe in the fourth estate. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. What? What do you mean you're not going to do it? My money's not good enough for that bitch. I will go take an audience with her myself. And this is where we see another classic B-movie character. Udo Kier plays Curly, the lovable bartender. He's got like a fly tattoo? Yeah, he's, he had, he had the face tattoos way before it was cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like that little detail for him. Yeah. Uh. And he, uh, he, of course, he's from Andy Warhol's Frankenstein and Dracula and a lot of other shitty movies. And he's a creepy German guy. We all love Udo. And he's bald to make him even creepier in this movie. And he's the bar. He's the bartender. He he's everything. He's like uh, the main meanwhile. Thief. But then at the end, he's like, I don't know how to run a bar. He's like, dude, that's all you do is run that's this bar. That's all he does. Literally, Barb just runs around all right. day, all night, sits in her office, uh, listens to whispers out of envelopes, uh, puts on different lingerie. He's very humble, like most Germans are. This is true. And he's just like, no, he will, she will not talk to you. Get out of here. He try, the, the Saudi tries to run up the spiral staircase and meets uh, another character, apparently. Yeah, Camille the Rottweiler. Camille the Rottweiler. Which, you know. That's going to come in way more times than it should, but yeah. let's see what that. 90s, Rottweiler, very big dog in the 90s, right? You know, was it? You know it was a big 80s dog, Sharpays? You remember Sharpays? Those were the wrinkly dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were hot. No, the 90s was Dalmatians because 101 Dalmatians came out. No shit, okay. Yeah, so every... You're you're a piece of shit. If you like, you get a dog just because it's a popular dog at the time. Like, what the fuck? Fuck you. People are easily influenced. People are lame. They really are. Well, of course, you guys aren't. You're listening to us. That's right. So, yeah, so Charlie gets shot down by a woman. She's like, I only fuck guys who have vision. Right. I mean, he does hit on her by saying, Chanel 5, would you like to go back to my room and breed? Which is some incel level shit, which incels came around in the mid-2000s. Charlie is one of the lead part. He's wow. probably typing in Braille to his fucking friends on the board. Did this movie give us the world we live in now? This whole unholy dystopian future? Like I said, present? This, is, this is Florida. I've seen Andrew Kalgan do coverage on this fucking warehouse, Hammerhead Bar. Back outside. 
Cora D and her crew, they're they they they, they they're smooth sailing. They're going going on. To, they met their contact. They're going to meet Krebs. They're going to Krebs, but yep. they get they get uh, held up by some cops. All right, and of course they get out, and you see the you see the jackets on the cops. Then like we're the good police, you know. Blue lives matter. They got the Punisher skull with the blue. And we have stripe. to point out that Axel is a man of color. He was in the back seat, but their driver. Also, and so is Cora D, by the way. Yeah, exactly. They're both they're both people of color. And unfortunately for them, so was their driver. And that made those cops nervous. Very nervous. So he walks out. He's got his hands. Once again, we're, we're living in the future of 2017, Barb Wire. His name was George. <laughs> and he was choked out. <laughs> they did put a knee on his they neck. They just opened fire on this fuck. I don't know how fucking Cora and Axel survived. Right. They were like, hey, man. I, I seem to have forgotten my lighter. Do you have one? He goes in his pocket. He says, yeah, I do. And he portray- he gives him the lighter. And he says, I got to murder you now. Guys, He's got a gun. And then there's open fire on poor old taxi driver. So now Axel and Cora have to make their escape. And, you know, they seem like they're handling themselves pretty okay so far. But we got to go back to the bar. Curly, that's what yeah. movie tells us to do. Yeah, and Curly's like, I, I don't want to bother you, but I haven't been paid in weeks. So here's another thing about Curly. Well, how did he get that name? We said he's bald. Pops on a wig. Puts on that Kenny Omega mop slop. <laughs> Looked better than Pam's hair. <laughs> it did. It did. And it was a little wild. Udu had the sexy 80s fucking hair. Yeah. I was... I would have fucked Udu, yeah. not Pam. I agree. So, yeah, and she, and she, so she knows it. She, she rips the wig right off his head. Right. She's jealous of him. My hair looks a mop. <laughs> Bullshit. It's like flapping. It sounds so dry and dead, like Pam Anderson. But she loves Curly. She's like, I'll go out and make a little money for it, even though she just got fucking money from this other job. She right. just did. Because Curly is coming in. You you're bringing into it. I stopped you yeah. short. He's trying to get everybody paid. He's like, look, I know we're living in a libertarian world here. It's the libertarian heaven. But they did do work, and you do need to pay them. So you you can give me the money to pay the people, right? Uh, I think I need to go out some fresh air. You were just out for fresh air yesterday. How much can those bosoms hold? Was it yesterday or was it earlier? We don't know. I don't know. Timelines in this movie don't make sense. Awful timeline. Awful timeline. It's like, look, man. I got a job to do. So she gets in and she gets back in her corseted outfit and heads on out. They did a they oh my god. You know Pam wanted this shot too because they did a shot. She was in her desk. Curly brought her the mail. She cut it open, of course. What is it, Murray? We know this all too well. Whispers in and out. Careless whispers. She was careless, careless with those whispers. Proposal. And it was it was fucking Tommy. Dude, you're so hot. I gotta tell you, like, the way your boobs are, like, under your armpits. I really like that. I'm, like, totally in the fog, Rory, babe. Have you ever had a, like, squeeze the dick between your shoulder and your neck? I think that'd be hot, right? Uh, yeah, it was foul. It so was foul. In between all that, she gets up from her chair, and we just get a close-up of her corseted butt. And you know mm. she was really into that shot. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Pam, everything about you sucks. Especially if you've seen that Tommy video. So, uh, I don't know if that deserves a Velcro or not. It does. But, okay. And so now we're cutting back to Axel and Axel F. and Cora. 
and they they get eventually somehow they escaped, but they run into these guards that are chasing them, and they right. kick ass. And I want to say good kudos to you, Axel. He beats the fuck out of a woman cop. He's like, hey, I don't care what gender. I right? was I was really interested in that yeah. too because I started realizing like, oh shit, there's because you know what she said before he beat her up. She says, I do not identify as female. So he's like, I can kick your ass, <laughs> and that's what he does. And he but he does. Use her pronouns. Yes. So it was a respectful ass whipping. <laughs> Once again, the the f- future is the present. That's right. So I beat him up. And this is the first time we hear the name Krebs come up. Right. Or maybe a second time. But Oh, yeah, no, the second yeah. time because Pfizer talked yeah. about it too. Pfizer. Pfizer, excuse me. Slip it a little Freudian. Slip. So, there's, yeah, they're still looking for this Krebs guy. Now, Barb, back to Barb. She's got she's, – She's, she's, she's undercover. Doing, she's doing a nice, breathy promo for us. You know, I got a bar to run, and people need to be paid because they got children to feed. So I got to come out of here sometimes, and I got to work my stuff. I don't know if that was Harvey Firestein or if that was Pamela <laughs> that Anderson. That was Pam Anderson. So she goes to the red light district of Steel Harbor. Yep, she's stupid. Selling her wares. Yep, she's got a leg up. Even her trying to look sexy looks awkward as fuck. Yeah. Did this not look awkward as fuck to you? Like I said, I never got Pam. I, I never, did not get her. I don't get this at all. Uh. Don't get it. But of course, for bumbling idiot, for AW, Ruben, yeah. for AW fans, this works yeah. perfectly. For they, Bumble, oh yeah, Bumble, they, lo- they love jobbers. Yeah, Stumblebomb Ruben rolls up. Very familiar face. Check out our Darkman episode. It's <laughs> fucking. I don't. know. I think his name is Ruben and Darkman. <laughs> it was. And man, this could be Darkman for all we know. He could be wearing Ruben skin. Right. Oh, my God. It's Neam Leeson in disguise. Yeah. Oh, I like this guy, though. So he's like, humming, 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 humming. He's, he's selling her wares up on that stoop. So I told you, Murray, I said, I don't remember this on or off. I said, I like, I like a lot of details about this movie. And this is one of the details we're getting to that I really enjoy is that he sees her stooping her wares and he's like, oh, fuck, I may be interested. Where's your card? Card? What is he talking about? Her hooker card, of course. Hooker card. Legalized prostitution. I love it. But this if this is a free libertarian, we should need licenses for This anything. is very true. This does not meld in with the libertarian world. So clearly they've had to take some kind of, you know, they've had to accept a few I things. I got a problem with this, though, because Uh-oh. she shows her prostitution card to show that she's clean. And we see it says... We established in the great opening I did, 2017. <gasps> the prostitution card says 2019. No! That only wasn't o- the expiry date? That's the only way I can get out of it. Maybe it was an expiration date. It had to be. But every two years? She's fucking a lot of guys. You think that would be a little more... I'm sorry. I, they, you know, it's dangerous. I mean, they should be condomed up. But he, he confirms. He's like, all right, you're clean. Let's do this. And oh, she- yeah. Well, he's just... Before that, he's like... How much is it going to cost me? Well, that depends on how rough you get. Oh, I like it rough. <laughs> that was that was Murray, actually. That uh, wasn't me. Yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah, all right, big boy. Let's head upstairs then. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> now you're doing Mike. So they... G- Mike? You're doing Mike. Mike. Oh, okay. Not our Mike. I was doing Harvey Firestein, by the way. Oh, it was just, Which is perfect. He was the the guy in Independence Day. You remember that guy? Yes. I yeah, famous gay him. actor. Oh, okay. And uh, I just want to be loved. So they he <laughs> goes. They go to this uh, 
very she's got microwave timing on this plan. No, everything about her plan doesn't make sense to me because I thought she was hanging out like at a stripper hotel kind of thing yeah. or uh, a prostitute hotel. No, she was hanging out outside of Ruben's hotel. Yeah. Where Ruben was going to. She just happened to be there. And she happened to know that Krebs also resides in this hotel. How we know, we don't know. Because as we will learn in this movie, she plays both sides. Yeah. She plays both sides. She's very cool. She's a tweener. She's the original yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. And so as we walk... The original in, Chili McFreeze. Thank you. Thank you. As we walk into the foyer here, we see that there's a lot of like armed goons kind of looking down over the glass. Are the, they there oh, to guard Krebs? I don't know. I think so. But, are, but are, do they work for Krebs, or are they keeping Krebs captive? They don't tell you. That's a good... That I thought they were security. Okay. I believe they're security. All right. So they go up to Ruben's room, and he's already like, excuse me, I got to take a dump first. Well, no, he, she... I thought he was going to shit on her, her big fake tits, but he's like, no, he's, I'm a gentleman. I'm going to shit first. Right. She tells him, like, like he tries to move in for uh, uh, some kissing first. And she's like, You never kiss a browser. Dude, didn't you see Pretty Woman? Is that what happens in Pretty Woman? Yeah, that was was the whole thing where it was like, oh, that's too intimate. Really? Yeah. You saw Pretty Woman. I saw that scene. Of your own volition. I love Richard Gere. (laughs) I love gerbils. That's a that's a reference. Yeah, that's a reference, all right. Uh, but she she or he tries to move him for the kiss. She stops him and she says, "Why don't you get into something a little more comfortable?" And he tells her, "How about I get into some?" He's getting into his breath voice too. <laughs> How about I get into something a little more uncomfortable? And then he shits himself in the bathroom. <laughs> right. So. I just want to put that. And while he's out there, she pulls out her Predator Vision uh, goggles. She will have a lot of time. This is a large man, right. and he does keep a Reuben sandwich in his pocket at That's all That's why times. they call him Reuben. That's right. I had a really awful Reuben about a week ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was, Where from? Uh, some play, Leo's, some kind of Coney Yeah, island. the Coney. Leo yeah. is a chain here. Trash. Don't Not get good. the Reuben. You gotta go. You gotta go to the place with the dingy sign. And it was real tiny on top of it too. That's I'm like, so I'm feeling inflation, my friend. Mm, is, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. Well, they need to inflate the Rubens because inflate the Rubens. Back to uh, Pam. So Pam's got her Predator Vision goggles on, and she's looking through the wall because that's where Krebs. They share a wall, Krebs and Rube. Right. And he's sleeping on his little his little cot. I gotta point out. Uh, for one second here that Men in Black saw this movie because they have like the viewfinders that Men in Black had but they were giant ski like ski face mask goggles type things and Men in Black was like we could do that cooler this movie doesn't know how to do cool they got by the way here's another call back to last week's episode oh boy I'm going by IMDB so take this with a grain of salt apparently the same company that made Barboyer made the one uh, MSK3, is that MS3K movie? And they took a lot of the marketing budget from Mystery Science Theater's movie and put it into Barboyer because they thought it was going to be such a hit. Oh, interesting. So there's a lot of heat between the Mystery Science Theater people and the Barboyer no movie. No way. And in fact, they, they said in one of the seasons of the show, they trash barboyer they do like a joke really yeah. that's interesting as fuck which of course they do it worse than we do because we're better than mystery science theater we, we proved it with space mutiny that's right even Aubrey, who's a fan of mystery science theater said we did it better Couldn't help i can't go past I, she's the authority that's right so 
Ruben comes out. She's, she, she's like, all right, I know Krebs is there. Ruben comes out. He's got his gimp outfit on. It's like a scuba outfit or something. He's into water sports. Uh, did you wash your hands? No. I, this is bad. Dueling breathy voices. I've been bad. Okay, Murray. <laughs> it was even worse than that. I see what I put in the notes because I didn't know how to spell this out. I've been a bad widow boy. I've been a bad widow boy. I guess it would have spelled a W-I-D-D-L-E, but uh, infuriating. Yeah. So he's in his full-on gimp suit now. Yeah. Well, his face is uncovered, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't have, like, a It gag. looked like he was wearing a scuba outfit. It did look like a scuba outfit, but he's got his fucking fraternity paddle straight out of Young Warriors. Right. He's ready to get spanked. He's got a cherry in his butt. There's blocks of ice everywhere. <laughs> and she's like, bend over, big boy. And he turns around, and she conks him on the head. So with him out, she uses her toothpaste bomb to out. No, it was the, it, it literally was the foam insulation. That's what they used. It was this fucking shitty foam insulation in the can. Murray couldn't even accept toothpaste. <laughs> foam insulation. I, that's what it was. Yeah, no, you're literally. right. You're right. I was trying to get by because I couldn't think of it at the moment. But you, you halted the brakes. And she does an outline along the wall, and then she grabs the mattress and puts it on there, and then she does the detonator. She, I think she puts, like, a, a she table no, down. Yeah, she puts the mattress along the wall. Then she gets under uh, behind a table. She knocks over. All this in slow motion. You can tell a man is doing all these scenes now wearing <laughs> that wig that Pam is apparently wearing. Big hairy knuckles. Oh, the big hairy knuckles were very pleasing to me, though. Like, I've never seen such pronunciated hair on a man's <laughs> knuckles like it was intense and then blows the fucking wall away so all the guards we saw when we came in good job movie continuity here is fine uh they all come running upstairs and so we get a big awful shootout shit happens right. i don't know People she got a gun at. that's shooting fire yeah, it was a it was a lawgiver. It was a lawgiver. She went incendiary. And yeah, then went, oh. <laughs> uh, they're shooting bullets through the table, which she is yeah. just. But it was oak, so it, it took <laughs> the bullets. Didn't go all the way through. That that table's not going to survive. <laughs> check the check the vitals on that table. <laughs> oh no, it's gone. Didn't go all the way through. So I mean, I would have been fine with this character, as we talked about in our Darkman podcast. D- Darkman, Darkman, Darkman. Dark uh, like. She her features have not been over exaggerated yet. She's just like a spy using her sex appeal to get in where she needs to go. So far, it's like okay, this works. But in a minute here, she's about to drop her guns and start kung fuing people and taking people out, no problem. Now you can actually hear the Shannon Lee cover of Kung Fu fighting in the background. That's right. It it, it, it was a little rough here. Um, and so she's taking everybody out. She thinks she's gonna get to Krebs. She handcuffs him. She's like, "You're coming with me, Krabby boy." And then one guy just in front of a moonlit window is like, hey, those are some pretty good moves you got there, babe. Did you call me babe? And then did she she shoot him out the window? I don't remember. But he goes flying out the window. Yeah, I think she shot because she wasn't really. No, she missed all of her shots before. She somehow gets another gun and shoots him out the window. And then you see this close up hairy knuckles. A beautiful manicure. <laughs> and he's like, it chipped a nail. <sighs> Don't call me babe. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what the kill we just saw. But yeah, that, yeah. So Barb throws uh, crabs on her back of her hog and of she co- takes off of back. Of course, she rides a hog because she's really cool. Right. And it's called Tiger. And like a bike? Yeah, it, had, it etched on the the front. It said tiger. Oh, nice. I noticed that in the, at the end. I noticed it had tiger hanger. Instead of the ape hangers up here, uh, it had little tiger hangers. Yeah. Yeah. And she has the Schmitz, another great fucking, fucking B-movie actor, Clint well, Howard. You keep bringing this up. I somehow bookended Clint Howard into Griff Messenger. I have a thing for Clint, I guess. You got yeah. I'm figuring it out. You're Clintophile. I, I didn't even tell you about my floppy disk with Clint on it. <laughs> His play dude episode. The Clinterus. Cl- <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> you're looking extremely buoyant today. Okay, that was my favorite line of the whole movie. Because, uh, yeah. He's, he's playing up that he's a creep. He's playing up he's a creep, and he's playing up that her tits are fucking phony as shit. So much so, they're actually playing Radiohead's I'm a Creep in the background. It's a bad cover of it, but they're still playing it. Even the original is a bad song. Even they, even Radiohead hates that song. Yeah, I know. So, Barb's like, look, fuckface. Look, fuckface. Hey, boy. Fuckface, boy. Because, of, <laughs> course, boy. of course, he's, he's a sleaze. He's got to try to undercut her and be like, pay her less. Right. Yeah, you uh, you came back a little late, and I see your nails chipped, and you're know, oh, yeah. you you're not wearing the same lingerie I was expecting you in. I'm only half staff here, so that's actually only going to be 8000 I didn't know that there was going to be guards there. 20000 Canadian. All in loonies. That's a lot of fucking loonies. She's a big Trudeau fan. She's a she's a fellow Canadian, right? She is Canadian. Yeah, her and Jim Carrey go way back. And he's like, "Look, I can't do that. I just don't have the money." I I, I think she does end up getting everything she wants. Well, he, yeah, because he brings out his goons like he was gonna fuck her over, right? And, and then, then he offers to kill. I don't know. I, I, I was in and out hey, mentally. I play both sides. I'll take him to another buyer. That's what she did. Yeah. And he caves. He's he like, caves. all right, I'll have it for you. Well, he's Clint Howard. Oh, of course, ma'am. Of course I got the money in Canadian here. I won't give you the rubles like last time. Later that night, maybe. We don't know. Back at Hammerhead. Back at her the bar. Hammerhead. She's got a new outfit. That's how we don't know if it's the same night. Right. Because she just arrives there. She's not in the outfit. She's she wearing just... a dress now. Yeah, she is wearing a dress now. She's wearing like an Elvira dress, but she, she doesn't have those great Elvira boobs. No, because those are all natural. Those Elvira's are natural. boobs are all natural. You can natural. tell they're natural by the way they swing. Why? They, yeah, they swing and hang. <laughs> and she's like, "Got your payroll, Curly." Throws them the Canadian. Like, what the, we're in America. How am I supposed to use this Canadian money? Loonies. I love it because when you go to Canada, they'll be like, "Yeah, okay, we'll take this Americanski money." But when you come here with Canadian money. Every single place, like, get this shit out of here. No, I no anywhere what else. Place? I've I've gotten away with Canadian money. Oh, but I yeah, I will say everywhere else that's got a border with Canada because Washington, which I've been to, they don't want that fucking Canadian really? money. I've gotten away with giving people Canadian money here. You can't do it obviously with like a coin operated machine. You yes. can't like a pop machine or something. Right. But I've gotten away with it. Okay, okay. You can't. I mean, I've I've had issues with like uh, with banks where I like you know you just roll get out got like a jar full of change and you like go give me money for this. Like we're not taking that fucking Canadian money, right? I've had so many problems. I, I mean, it's always the coins though. Because no. obviously I never got the paper money growing up. 
until recently, which I never tried to exchange. Yeah, so we have we share obviously share a border with Canada. So we're flooded with Canadian change. Right. I mean, we we're because to... every single coin is the same size as our coin, right? The, the, the and then they have the, the pennies, fucking copper. It's, it's just all one of shit. these things. Of course, to us uh, ants in the world, it's just like exchanging a quarter or exchanging a nickel. It's no big deal. Same size, same shape, same color, and everything. Right. So it's just whatever. But yeah, I mean, we we're about to have two bridges. Because we're getting that Gordy Howe bridge. Yeah, fuck. And we have the tunnel too. Good. Fuck that guy who owns the bridge. He's yeah, an I forget asshole. that guy. Yeah, we have a we have a horrible human being who owns like the ambassador. We bridge. have a, a a guy a privately owns the only bridge to Canada. Uh, well, there's the Port Huron one. The Port Huron one, yeah. But yeah, but Detroit, what the fuck's up with Detroit that? Detroit is where everything came. That's through. some libertarian bullshit right there. I was gonna say this is some Anne Rand shit, and right. I never understood why. I hated and he, and, 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 and we and uh, here's a little. We're gonna give. We're gonna break into some Detroit history. So we've been trying to get a like a, a Michigan owned bridge, yes. and he did everything in his power to fuck with that. Yes, he hundred percent did. Because us in Canada, because we do so much fucking dealing back and forth. We were trying to work out a deal, and yeah, the the owner of the Ambassador Bridge was like, "No, you can't do that. I'm gonna get Jeffrey Figer, and I'm gonna get oh, who's the who's the Russian woman? Oh, Yumana yeah. Kairos. Yeah, uh. this is very Detroit centric. <laughs> yeah, you're loving it if you're fucking from Detroit. Except right? if you probably do know the name Figer because of the Knack. <laughs> yes, you did. Was brother, brother was a, yeah, brother was a singer for the Knack. Hey, what, wait, what is that song? My Sharona. My Sharona. But my Barbarella. Because Booberella, I should say, because she's got the dress on. Oh, my God. And everybody, it's like the fucking cartoons. Wolves with their jaws hanging There's out. There's a lot of awugas happening. Awugas slamming on tables. Slamming dicks on tables, yeah. I mean, there, it, it literally just looks... I, I don't even know how to describe it because there's so much tit in the front and then it's just straight drop. So all you get is that curvature. She's got nothing else happening here. Yeah. And just large, awful-looking hair. But... It's enough for a nice po- this this boy from from uh, Seattle Springs, Colorado. I don't know where yeah, the fuck he's fresh he's- out of Top Gun, and he's just like, "Ma'am, I would be an honor if I could nuzzle your cleavage." And she's like, "He's called me, ma'am." She's thinking about it. Yeah. She called him, ma'am. Yeah. Curly- Didn't call her babe. He called Cur- her ma'am. Exactly. Respect. Curly- respect. Curly sees that respect too, and he whispers into her ear. I think you should dance with the boy. Thank him for his service. And Salute she, his shorts. <laughs> I actually get that reference. I never watched the show, but I know what you're talking about. Thank you. <laughs> it's so, this is so weird. This was a Pam scene, right? I don't know, probably. I don't, this was so weird. Because she's probably done some of those USO tours or something. Probably, yeah. So this, I feel like this was her uh, Give putting it back. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they go out and they start dancing, and he's all like drooling all over her, like, "Oh my god, I've never seen tits like this, man! They're so under your armpits. It's weird. Like my my girlfriend's tits are here, and yours are here." And she's like, "Well, why don't you got a girlfriend back home? Is she lovely? Oh, she's lovely. Why don't you think of her while I nuzzle you?" And he's just as they're about to nuzzle, boom! The cops burst in, and it's Willis. That's how it always happens. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? And he's a kind of a shyster, but he's got a heart of gold. But he, but he's got his fingers and everything. He's taking bribes. Yeah. 
We see, of course, uh, I talked about it before, the MIB, a little face technology thing where yeah. they have it's a whole ski mask. Yeah. It's a retinal scanner. They're holding it up to various people's faces. That's the only way we can identify people in the future of 2017, retinal scanners. That's right. You can't beat a retinal scanner. Right. Ice. Which you can beat. I'm sorry, everybody. Spoiler alert. You can beat it with eye contacts. Yes. <laughs> That's all you Contact need. Contact lenses. That's yeah. all you need. The mm. big buildup we're getting to in this movie is eye contacts. Or contact lenses. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this sounds a little awkward, eye contacts. Okay, I'm sorry. So Willis is uh, checking everybody's IDs. Like, there might be some underage drinkers here. Right. So he finds the oldest, schlubbiest looking dude whose ID he uh, pulls out. It says, uh, I am Benjamin Button. He says, oh, you're no Benjamin I thought it said McLovin. McLovin? Yeah. A callback to a movie we haven't done? Yeah, and a movie I've never seen, but I know that scene. Of course I've seen that movie. Yeah. So uh, so he throws McLovin out. He's like, the Goon makes an appearance in that movie. The Goon? Yeah, Michael Sarah's character has Goon comics all over his bedroom. Oh, wow, I hate Michael Sarah though, so I can't see it. Yeah. I'll just have to imagine it in my head. There you go. I got an email from them. Michael Sarah? Yeah. The Goon Squad. Mm-hmm. About the movie that I that you contributed to twenty years ago? They gave me so much shit, so I cannot complain. Yeah, this is wow, this is tangent the episode. Yeah. The little barbed wire attorney. Yeah. <laughs> this is basically Dark Man episode, if you haven't listened to it yet. But basically they're trying to pitch to Netflix now. Yeah, I was whatever. like, wait, it's been eleven years. How are you just now pitching to Netflix? <laughs> hey. Let's hope it happens. Let's hope it happens. So Willis is checking ID. He's just being a douche because he wants a bribe. Right. But he also has a, something he's looking for. He's like, we heard somebody attack some of our cops, this Cora D and Axel guy. As they walk in, that's what he's saying. We've got a couple of custom agents that are dead. We ne- we believe that you're host- are hold- harboring. What? Harboring. Harboring is the Steel word. Steel harboring them. Steel harboring. God, we're in Steel Harbor. Mm-hmm. You're still harboring them. So and that's when he, like, because, of course, babes get a stop. Excuse me, babe. Barb. Barb. Don't call her babe. Barb stops her and stops Let's her. take it to my office. <laughs> because he's like, I can inspect every single person in here. And this is a town. And he has a hat that says FBI Federal Body Inspector. So he's, he's legit. And a jacket that says Federal Booty Inspector. Mm-hmm. He's got everything. He's got it all covered. He's got it all and he's going to uncover some stuff. <laughs> I don't want to see him uncover shit. So he's like, he's like, let's take this to my office. I got some peaches upstairs. I'll share one. <laughs> so they go to her office where we get another scene, a sexy hot scene of uh, Pamela, Pamela Anderson. She's got one of those like Fucking like shadow it, screens. It's yeah. It's like uh, it, it's like an old fashioned thing where a woman would change behind. Yeah, I can't remember what those are called. Yeah, I don't know. I used either. to know, but it's, it's a. It's, it's like basically a, if you live in a one bedroom apartment, you'd have one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's thing. like a little silk screen yeah. frame thing, so she can dress in private. But we but can see her light. sexy silhouette. It's a, there's a light, so we can see the and Willis. Of course, he's got his <laughs> awful <laughs> goatee and his long fucking. Chops. He didn't have a goatee. He had a Fu Manchu mustache. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh. That was awful, too, but he was looking straight up Joe Coleman. He had Joe Coleman facial hair, dude. Oh. And so uh, he's just like, he's just angling for a bribe. That's all he gives a shit about. Right. Well, they're they're kind of playing off each other. There's people coming because he knows she plays both sides. Right. So she's trying to get him on his side and like, hey, I'm just trying to catch these people. There's these renaissance. Renaissance. Renaissance oh. fair cosplayers. <laughs> There's some cosplay. 
You know what article tangent the tangent <laughs> this tangent. I got an article today. Fuck peaches. We got tangerine. Do you right remember here. how many times we've talked about how D and D corrupted the youth in America? I I know what you're talking. I saw that article as well. Did you really? Mm-hmm. How did they know I, to send that to you too? They didn't send it to me. I, I don't know how I stumbled on it. I stumbled on that this morning, and so I was like, "So did I this morning? I wrote it. You read it too? Yeah. And it was just like we have too many people got too into D and D, and this is why January six has happened because yeah. people play D and D. I was like, "What the fuck is this? Well, it it was he kind of had a it wasn't a D and D didn't but but role playing. No, there you he definitely had a live play. action role playing, which is what people are doing with their lives now. They're actually. Yes, but, you know Th- yeah. this was actually a pretty good article. I was yeah. trying to ha- be silly with it, but <laughs> yeah. you didn't go that route. <laughs> but no, this guy did have a really good point. It's just like we have so many political f- people who quote unquote are political now who are role playing. Basically, people gen- don't want to be themselves anymore. They want to be a character. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bannon has the whole theory, the, the awful Steve Bannon, where it's like. This Warcraft character died, and everybody acknowledged the player. Thousands of people acknowledged this guy died, but in real life, one he, person. Yeah, he's a up. loser that nobody cares about. And he's like, I want to make sure everybody lives to their World of Warcraft potential. Well, yeah, I want to tap into that mentality yeah. and exploit it. Yeah. Getting back to speaking of people, exploit Barb. Thank you. So he's just like, yeah, Colonel Prizer's coming in. You've heard of that guy. Yep. We need to make sure this place is clean. If you want to get, you want us to get in and out because we're coming. I don't know why we're going to come here, but we're coming. <laughs> I don't know here. Why I don't know why we, they're allowed in this thing? We don't we need might... to explain it. We don't need to explain why the government gets to come in. The government that, that we're fighting use, against, that they're fighting against, yeah. can just come in and leave no problem. You think they would be like, "Oh, you're the leader." You're well. He was at least like a vice president of this congregational. Wait. Congregational, right? Who are you talking about? Uh, Pfizer? Pfizer. No, he, yeah, Pfizer. He's just a colonel. Oh, he's, he's a colonel. A, he's basically the head of the Gestapo that okay. they have. Yeah. Okay. And he's coming in town because he's looking for these people that I'm looking for. Do you know anything? Because he knows, like you said, he, she plays. She doesn't take sides. Right. And so, so she would be willing to offer them up if they came by. Right. Probably if the price is right. So speaking of price is right, he wants a bribe then and there. Just so he stops arresting people in her bar. And she's willing to pay it off because, hey, that's one of the prices you have to make. But not for what he wanted. He wanted 30 grand. And she's oh, like, yeah, no. They, she, and she's 20. She haggles. I mean, she showed And a he's bit like, I got my anal probe. I'm ready. And she's like, 25. He's like, I'll take that. So she throws it. It's 25 Canadian. Yeah. And, and Which just shows you how, once again, inflation, Canadian money is actually worth more in 2017. Right. That's how bad inflation is like it is now. And as uh, as he's leaving, she he throws out her la- her real name. Yeah. She says, "See you later, Bar Petoskis." Petoskis, yeah, yeah. Next morning, I don't know why this scene exists, but they it's gotta, just a, it's just a little filler scene. Some drunken biker, I need a drink, and he stumbles in. It it's that fucking hooligan from over the top. Is that one guy who wrestles with them? Who has like the one? You got a little Willie there. And uh, Barb goes, Camille, sick balls. And she goes, she grabs that guy by his balls and just hauls him out. The guy's like, oh, well, I just need to try. Do you want her to roll over? Go outside. It's it's so bad. That night, Willis returns. He's got his best uh, 
cop blues on. Oh, yeah. He's wearing the full Gestapo outfit. Uh, and he's like, he's got fucking, because he's going to meet Prizer there. Right. And so he's letting Barb know. Because, again, he's kind of a shit. But Barb actually told us when he walked in, that's Willis. He's got sticky fingers, but at least he's willing to admit to it. And that's all you need. And then you can eat eating a peach. So yeah. it's like, well, oh. <laughs> those are the stickiest fingers. Right? So I was like, I always okay. wear gloves when I eat a peach. <laughs> you do. You get. Yeah. You do sometimes show me your peach glove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't peach imagine gloves. how the the Georgians live because they just eat They're peaches so, all day. They got sticky fingers. They got, oh, they don't bother with the gloves. No. Yeah. Willis. When, when in Georgia. Willis is from Georgia. They told us that. When in Georgia. So then, just as they say that, Prizer shows up. He's in his, his best Gestapo outfit. Right. Of course, it's a record scratch moment. They literally have a DJ, a live DJ, because they mm-hmm. do their own uh, pirate radio it show. It looked like they were trying to do a callback to the Warriors, because there was a couple close. It's, they're yeah. very inclusive. It's a black man this time, but it's yep. like close-up of a mouth talking into the mic. So. Yeah. This is the, my Sharona coming on next, but it's a bad cover because they only play covers for some yeah. reason in this. This. Bar. I mean, I will say this movie did have a lot. I mean, outside of Pam and whatever the fuck. Nineties were a big. Did you know? Remember, there's a lot of cover albums in the nineties. I don't. I don't. Oh man, that was a big thing in the nineties. Like it would be like a band like Misfits, and it would just be all covers. Oh, millions. That's probably like that weird golden age of CDs where it was easy to get that shit yeah, out. Yeah, it wasn't a golden age, but it was an age. I mean, it wasn't good, but it was just for them. It was... So Barb uh, greets. The, well, before that, uh, uh, Prizer chews out our boy Willis to let us know Willis is on our side. Even though he's a sticky fingers, he's on our side. He's like, if this, does, if this doesn't pan out, I'm going to rip your heart out through your ass and shove it down your throat. And Willis... To show to us that, you know, he may be a cop, but he's one of the good ones. Unlike all the episodes right. we've done where we talk about the bad ones. He'll take bribes, but he's still one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones, everybody. So he's just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, he does a Roddy Dangerfield joke. I tell you, I tell you, I get no respect. Yeah. Uh, no respect. No respect, no respect. And so they go and sit down. Get the and... best table in the bar. Oh, right. And Midget's hanging right over him. Right. They're not flipping coins on them, though. No. They're flipping popcorn shrimp on them. That's what you throw at a midget stripper? Popcorn shrimp? <laughs> no, that's what the that midget... That makes sense. That's what the little person tri- sh- oh. <laughs> throw at them. That's what I would throw at a midget instead stripper. That is disgust. Instead throw of dropping disgusting butt pennies, they drop popcorn <laughs> shrimp straight from the colonel's kitchen. That's a classy place. <laughs> so Barb comes up in her boob dress, boobarella dress. Oh, Trying to look sexy again and just failing utterly, completely. And who brings this? Pfizer bring up like that she was involved with the resistance. We learned that she was. Pfizer immediately. She's like, I would like to introduce myself. I am Barb Wire. Oh, Miss Wire, we know you very well. We've studied your magazines. We've studied your calendars, and we also know you were in the resistance. We didn't know anything about this Cora D we're looking for. And this, we learned, we didn't mention this, but when the torture scene, this Borg scene, we learned yes. that Cora had got plastic surgery to change her looks. That's why Prizer does not know what she looks like. Very dark man. Speaking of dark man, <laughs> dark woman, because he throws out pictures of the, the pre-plastic surgery Cora. Dark-skinned black woman. Very lovely woman, but dark-skinned. So she got plastic. Cora D that we see, light skin. Yeah. So she got her skin removed and put, like, 
She's, they Michael Jackson her? Right. This. I'm sorry. I already brought up the fact that we're leading to contact lenses. Yeah. That's what you wanted. Well, yeah, yeah. Eye contacts. No. Eye contacts. No. Contact lenses. Yes. yes. The big buildup we're leading to in this movie is the black woman puts blue contact lenses, no. and no one is shocked by that. Well, they, nobody's shocked. The women do. Black women do that now. So. Do they? Yeah. In 2017? Yeah. The Fiara future of 2017. Oh, yeah. God. So, just as there's, there's some tension because he just outed her as a resistance guy. Curly swoops in. He's like, oh, you're needed in the kitchen, madam. So she takes off. Back at the entrance, Cora and Axel show up because Axel will learn as history with Barb. So he, he, this is a safe haven for him. He brings Cora to Barb. Right. And we have Prizer, and he's just like, I need help finding Cora. He's talking to Willis, and he fla- he slaps those pictures down on the table and just leaves them out there, like you mentioned. Yeah. Very dark, uh, like a darker tone, and now we see Cora, lighter tone. Right. And she even looks down across the bar, like 5,000 feet away, and was like, in a poorly lit bar, by the way, yeah. and goes, that's me. They're looking for me. I mean... She's right to know that. Yeah, so she's for nervous because she's like, "Shit, the people looking for us are right here." Why, why, Axel? Why did you take me here? But Axel wants to talk with Charlie, and he, so Charlie where he's always parked at the bar because he gets free drinks because Barb feels bad for him. Right. And starts he, talking at Charlie, and he's like, "He's drunk." If it isn't my own boyfriend, how are you doing, Axel? Or should I say, asshole? Did he say that? No. That was a good griff lib. Thank you. So, look, man, I'm looking for Cora. You see, he's, he's very straight though. Excuse very, me. Very straight I Okay, okay. I was going to push the angle of him being Jason Statham, and then you <laughs> shut up and goes, Jango Fett's in this movie. Well, he was Jango Fett. He was. But he's got, a very, he's got the Statham no, rasp. He does the Statham rasp, yeah. I'm looking for Bobby Cena. <laughs> okay, now that we've said it, I can't unhear it. And then Charlie's like, you know, she took Seattle a little harder than I did. I may take it hard not being able to see. And by the way, the tension between them is such bullshit. I was like, I thought he betrayed her and like got her locked up in prison. It's bullshit. We'll get to that later. No, we see this scene. It is the stupidest fucking scene ever. She's retired now, man, dude. There's no telling what she'll do. And that's when Barb spots fucking Axel. Right. And so he gets up to walk over to her because he's been demanding this meeting. Right. He thinks they're still friends. Right. So he gets up. He starts walking away. Somehow, Charlie senses this is happening and starts counting down. Well, it's like Daredevil. He's got his fucking senses. Chanel 5. They get heightened. Chanel 5. He detected it. Chanel number 5. Yeah, Chanel number 5. So he starts counting down. Five, four. Three and the the bass is getting like we're re- we're getting ready for the big beat drop you know and everything and everyone's gonna start freaking out and Barbarella wa- Barbarella Barb Wire walks up and punches Axel in the face <laughs> and Charlie just goes Chef's kiss <laughs> and then we, we we he comes to there's a heated exchange between Axel he's like aren't you over Seattle. I got some Denny's for you. And he's drinking Denny's coffee. He's like, still the best. Steel Harbor makes the best Denny's coffee. 
<laughs> I can't believe you remember to bring up Denny's. Dog. Yeah, okay, and all you fuckers that go, keep listening to fucking the Statham mechanic. The, the, my, the Bronson was so much better. I'm sorry to tell you, there's no Statham version of the Bronson movie we're doing next week. So fuck you. Listen to that one. So, yeah, the, it's just like. This is his only help is Barb, and she ain't having it. No. Nope. She's like, get the fuck out of my bar. And Prizer's noticing this. They're being loud. Right. So they're like, oh, yes, mine. We got to leave the bar now. Uh, uh, you'll have to introduce me to your friends later. Who the fuck are you I doing? I don't know. I is don't this know supposed to be Prizer? I don't know what Are happened. you doing Curly? I think so. Well, Curly was German at least. Okay. I don't know what I don't know doing. who I was doing, but I was trying to push this along. Anyways, we 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 do the, the prize rack. The basically he no, he notices them and then he leaves. Yeah, the congressionals definitely notice them, and they're like, "Yes, we must make our exit now." But we follow Axel outside and with Cora, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Charlie was not willing to help us." No, Barb was not willing to help. Oh yeah, Barb wasn't willing to help. I us. don't know what to do. She doesn't want to help us. I, I gave her the best coffee, the Denny's coffee. And then you hear some bottles shanging. Axel, <laughs> I got some details. And it's Charlie. And he's willing to help because he did not. He's fine with Seattle. Whatever happened to Seattle, he's fine with it. So he wants to help. We learned that. Because he has a heart. Barb, because okay. of this evil Axel, she's lost all hope in humanity. But Charlie still has a little bit, even though he's been—he he anybody should be bitter. It's Charlie. He was blinded by a grenade. Yeah. So Charlie, get, get, takes a second because Axel asks him, "Have you seen anything lately, like a nice Denny's special or something?" And he's like, "Uh, I was digging out my foxhole, but one of them congregational smart bombs tracked me to my foxhole and blew my eyeballs out." And he pulls down his glasses and he has a giant scar. Uh, Across his face. And he's got the milky white eyes. And we've learned, and we'll learn next week's episode, Cora's like, that was so hot between you and Barb. You guys are in love. You were basically fist fighting. Yeah. That is true love. Right. Well, it was interesting, Murray. We're gonna be it, it, The fog is the topic these days. Yeah. and Everybody's did, talking about the fog. You did notice that as they were doing the Charlie Counter five. Very much like Space Oddity. Five. The fog was building up to By the, the way, punch. how did that turn out, your Space Oddity? I thought it was fun. Okay. I liked it. Okay. Listen to that Space uh, Mutiny. Mutiny. Last, next week. Last week. Okay, so you're saying the fog started like rolling in? Oh, yeah. The fog starts rolling in until they hit that punch and then it dissipates. Very interesting. Very mm. kind of cool scene. It's Very like, artistic. Wait, wait. Is she trying to say there's no chance? But then as they cart him outside... That fog starts to build right back up. So and we know what the fog does. It carries you to the puss. It drives you insane. Drives you insane. Charlie's like, look, you didn't hear this from me, but there's a little abandoned warehouse in the abandoned warehouse district that you might find what you're looking for. Right. There's a thousand of them over there. But, but be careful. Yeah. All right. So they the two head over there, Cora and Axel, head out to the, the uh, abandoned warehouse, warehouse district. And they sneak in, and then they're immediately set upon by these people with guns. And then WWE superstar Rhea Ripley shows up. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know she was that Did old. you hear? She Apparently, she not only get her teeth knocked out, she got her voice box knocked out. Yes, but she's like, saw, she Hello must have there. swallowed some of those teeth. Call me Spike. Yeah, she was doing her cane impression. I'm the head of the resistance. 
Undertaker, I will get you, Fallbearer. <laughs> so yeah, and so we meet Spike, the head of the resistance, and she reveals because she opens up like a refrigerator and Krebs' body is in it. With not only we just learned that he had contact lenses, they went overboard. They took his eyeballs out. Oh wow, that's what happened. Yes, here? Murray, this is one of those moments. You took three sessions. I did my notes <laughs> in one, and I zoned out. Apparently. So I not only realize. were the lenses, the eye contacts, as Griff calls them, stolen, his eye, his, his contact with his eyes were stolen. Right. But they did need him for his eye contacts. That's yes. all I remember. Eye lenses. And this is where we learn that in order to sneak into Canada, you got to have beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> well, it's like Trump said, we only want the good Europeans over here. Right. So she needs those contact lenses to, to foil the fucking uh, retinal scanners. Right. And so they're kind of surmising that the only person who can help them now is Yeah, because, because she knows she everything. That's, she knows everything that's going on. Yeah. Everything that's going on in Steel I know Harbor. the other side knows that their only way to get to Krebs is Schmitz because she gave him to Schmitz. So I, I don't understand why they think Barb is their only contact. Because now. she's the star of the movie. That's okay. all. The movie's called Barb Wire, not Schmitz. Anyways, Speaking of Schmitz, t- Fryzer's taking a Schmitz. Because he busts into the bail bonds uh, uh, establishment that Schmidt owns. Yeah. His a lot go- of fingerless gloves happening in lot. this scene. His goons are playing a little game of poker. Texas Hold'em, I think it was. Yeah, it was actually Steel Harbor Hold'em. Okay. And uh, Prizer busts in, shoots everybody. Well, his goon shoots everybody. And he runs in. I needed one of them alive to interrogate you, fucking idiot. Yeah, Willis walks in. He's like Pfizer. Usually, when we walk in and vaccinate some people, we don't murder everybody and put five G chips into their brain. And then Pfizer guys goes, "I, f- f- I was standing my ground." And then Pfizer's like, "I'm mad at you, but that's a good excuse." That is a good excuse. So, hey, everybody. Uh, let's search out and find one whose uh, head hasn't been severed by a bullet. And take them with us. Right. Capiche? Capiche? And that they do. Because they still need to find Schmitz because he's not there. Yep. So now... They do... Oh, ch- uh, yeah. They, they, as, they're, as they're examining the room, they, they see pictures of Krebs who they're looking for on, on the table. And he is not a dark-skinned black woman. He looks like Krebs. Yep. That's right. Next Back morning... So we're back at the bar, sunlight. You see it when Charlie opens the door to the headhunters here. And we just see two fucking sexy, oh, my God, I can't do this, legs hanging there in the air, just painted in leather. And Charlie somehow can feel the aura of just like, He smells the leather. Smells the leather. It's like, you've been drinking all night. Here's the bottle clank. That's an alcoholic move right there. Here's the bottle clank because Barb has been laying with her legs hinged up, and she's been drinking heavily. Drinking to forget, Griff. But Charlie lets you know you should only drink to remember. And I don't Murray. know what the fuck that means. I think he was drunk when he said that. I mean, I kind of get that a little bit because some people are like, my life's so terrible, I need to drink about it. And it's like, yeah, fuck that. That's why I, I try to only drink when you're here. Yeah, and, then you, we're you, drinking and you do fun. a great job of it. You drink for both of us. I drink for both of us, but I only do it because we're having a fun time. Yeah, it makes me feel. Oh, that, that's nice to hear that. <laughs> I can only have a fun time with you, Tim, when I'm drunk. No, that's not what that was. It's okay. Greg. We always. I, have I, fun. I think everybody who listens to our show is drinking while they're listening. 
So. I, well, that that might be a good state for them to be there. So, uh, but, 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 but we, this is where we finally see the flashback, the horrible betrayal that Axel did to her. This is it. We're in Seattle. They're getting a helicopter evac going on. Wait, wait, <laughs> Axel, I'm waiting for him. Okay, he no. pulls an Axel Rose and makes her wait for him. This is the one time she doesn't have breathy voice. She actually has like a young girl's voice. Well, then you do it because I can't do a young girl's voice. Please wait. We need to wait for Axel. He's going to come for. He's going to be saved by us. Sorry, ma'am. We got to get out of here. He says go on without him. What do you mean? We're in love. We're going to Canada together. He ain't coming, ma'am. Sorry. And they take. That's it. That was the big betrayal. He just didn't show up for the big. He, if anything, he's probably risking his life to, to keep this. Her, let her escape. Right. No betrayal. Anyway, broads. We come back to from the from the memory fog, right? And the cocksmog. There's Schmitz. Yeah. Hello, ma'am. I'm back. I gotta tell you, I got a great deal for you. Cans, bottles, clap your hands. I got contact lenses. So he was the guy that ripped the eyeballs. He didn't have to. He could have just taken the lenses off, the eye contacts, with them off of Krebs, but he wanted the eyes as well. Right, and he wants to sell them. He wants to be done with all this business. Right. He's, He's got he the little Bosch and Lom little things. The heat is on. He wants the heat and on. And he's like, Barb, why does he need her? Because she's well, got all the contacts? Again. No, come on, intended. He wants to be done. He's yeah. willing to sell these. Because they're worth a million bucks. They're worth least. a million. He's willing to take half a million because he wants the heat off them. He's like, these guys broke into my house and tried to kill me. They killed all of my guys. As we saw in the poker scene. Relax, Krabs. Or Schmitz. <laughs> you can only die once. Twice. And he's like, come on, Barb. I'll, I'll put 50-50. Let's do this. We can both get out of here. I know you play both sides. You're a true libertarian. You'll regret it if you don't do it. And she's like, beat it. I got a bottle of bourbon to fucking drink here. <laughs> so he sneaks off to the... the the kitchen, kitchen. He, goes under the sink. He jangles around every dish in there. Right. Goes, Barb is unaware. Goes under the sink, and he apparently this is a magnetized like. Yeah, I, I was so shocked. contact holder. He I has. was so shocked. I was like, wait a minute, this is very convenient. And he goes clink, and he's and this is here that clink. They show Charlie, and he's like, hmm, a little clink. smirk goes across his face as he sits down on his drink. Anyways, Prizer has one of Schmidt's guys on. The one this guy, was very yeah, interesting. The one, very universal soldier scene. Yes, he was in an ice deprivation tank. Yeah, so Schmitz, we, we were just talking about Schmitz's guys who got murdered. Right. One of them is on ice with little notes hooked up to right, his brain. Because they can read the, uh, the last few minutes of the life. Or the, yeah. He's like, he's, the guy's explaining It's it. kind of total recall, if you will. Yeah, he's like, well, we'll see the moment of death, and then we'll pick up some shit from their life that we need to, we need to see. Not deus es machina at all. Not at all. And they set it up, and lo and behold, we see. We, we see the, do we see the guy's getting his eye, Krebs getting his eyes cut out or something? I don't remember. I don't remember that. I just remember they see. We got to see something Barb. that gives them a lead. I don't right. know. Right. I just remember they saw Barb. They, and they saw Barb. And uh, they were just like. Finally, we got our fucking hitch wagon to put our horse. And this is where we learn that Willis really is a heart of gold because he tries to distract. Like, look, look, look. 
Barb has nothing to do with this, all right? He, yeah. he just saw big pair of knockers. Your eyes go to him, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said big pair of knockers because now we're going into our next scene here. And we really got to transition this well because you know what? We've been bogged down with all this fucking heavy shit, all this murder, all this horrible stuff. So now we get that see-through hot tub. We got to earn this R rating, people. And there we are, the flattest, most angular isosceles triangle of an ass. It was a 90-degree ass. It was a 90 degrees. It's perfectly poignant. Yeah, she's having a bubble bath, and Axel shows up. You just see her getting kind of confused. She's got her natted-up hair just kind of up now, and she pulls over to her gun and points that laser. I know you're excited about that laser. (laughs) I loved it. How did you get past Camille? What can I say? (laughs) Bitches love me. It's the same voice. Exactly. (laughs) Bitches love me. Because she's a bitch and so is the dog. Dogs are, that's a, a bitch is a word for female dog. Do you know that girl? Right. And so he's like, Layers. We got to talk about this. We need to. Let me get my tail and I'll. T- is this Statham now? <laughs> Let me get my tail and I'll take you down to my office. <laughs> I think I keep going into it. So she puts on a rope, flashes her titties one more time. They ride the elevator, and she rides the dongavator because they start fucking dry up and making making out. They're macking on each other. They are returning to the Mac. Arrive at the office, and Cora D is there already. Doors open, and she is just guffawing. Uh, I believe my husband should not be kissing on you. What? I thought gay marriage was illegal. She throws a little zinger at Cora because she's jealous. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I still this. They don't know why they were married. I don't know what papers. The... <laughs> That's all they told us. We got married. Papers. I needed to get out of Oklahoma. That was you needed it. to get out of Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Because me. we learn that something happened in Topeka. Topeka was wiped out by Red Ribbon. Get it? Because the AIDS ribbon's red. Oh. Because it's super AIDS, Griff. Kills you in 12 hours. Man, I've heard No of... butt stuff necessary. Yeah, that's not good. And it's like, but here's, the, and it, what, but here's the thing. My DNA has the cure, and that's why they're looking for me. We got to get me to Canada so we can fucking help everybody from the Red Ribbon. Barb, this is what we need from you. Sell us the lenses. We'll pay you. That's what you're all about, right? Getting paid to flash your fake ass titties around. And just as Barb's about to send, give her a return zinger, the fucking congressional de- de- district busts in, and they start. They start. They pull out the retinal scanner. They're like, "All right, haul everybody down well, here." There's nobody in here anymore. Right. It's empty. So they just bust in, make a whole scene, and Barb's like, "I gotta go deal with this. You guys just walk out. Walk right in between all of us." Just walk out as I talk to them. Right. And so Barb goes down to confront them. You can look at whatever you want. I got nothing to hide. You want some lenses? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And sure enough, here come Cora and Axel. But he's like, first he's like, go check out Shades over there first. Oh, yeah. And then they put it and he's like, I don't have any retinas, asshole. Willis steps in. Again, to make Willis look like more of a baby face here, he goes... Motherfucker doesn't have any retinas. 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 And he's like, all right, well, let me check out these two brown skinned people. They look guilty or something. Yeah. 
And just as they're about, they grab Cora first. And we're all sweating. We're like, oh, my God, she doesn't have the blue contacts. They're going to find out. Yeah, that's right. And they put it up. And then we see a close-up of Charlie's hand. He's got some little clicker in there. Garage opener. And he's like, sir, this thing's on the fritz. I don't know what we – and we're like, oh, what the fuck? Why would – no, you want to say Deuce's Machina right fucking here? Oh, exactly. Because he's like, fine. Brown people walk. Brown people aren't smart enough to figure out a plan like this anyway. Walk, brown people. I don't have the time. I want to smash this bar up. That's and smash it up, they do. It takes nine minutes. Nine minutes of this movie is just these people smashing up a bar. And then they trash it, and it's just uh, Barb and Charlie hanging out. They're licking their wounds and everything. Well, Barb's licking her wounds. And well, she's, she's licking her nipples. Licking think. her nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she has no they're, feeling. They're, the nipples are so high up, she could do that. <laughs> oh, man. And Charlie is sensing this. Oh, you're licking your nipples again? Guess what? I got good news. You don't have to lick them nips. I got some tits for those tits. Mm. No? no? Okay. You have to stretch. You want some contacts? But he revealed. <laughs> we're looking for some contacts. He's like, I got him right here. And he pulls it up. She's like, Yes! This is our move. We can finally get the fuck out of here and go to Paris like we always talked about. Yeah, she wants to sell him off to the highest bidder. And Char's like, No! We got to get him back to the resistance. You're such a fucking suck up to the resistance. They blew your eyes out. Fuck them. Let's go to Europe together. What was all the deal with the Canadian money? And now she's like, I want to go to Europe. I don't know. She wants to go to Euro Disney. That's it. So Barb goes to the guy who's the kingpin of Steel Harbor. Big fat, so. Oh, my God. Just a fat black guy who, what are they, front loader? What do they call those fucking Front loader. Front loader. Yeah, yeah. He, he carried around in one of those. He's going, ho, ho, ho. He's Jabba the Hutt for some reason. He is Jabba the Hutt. He eats a big frog creature. It's Casablanca. He's got a little puppet that's cackling. (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds like a Godzilla creature. I think there was a Godzilla monster (laughs) that made that noise you just made. So this is who she wants to uh, sell the lenses to. She wants a million dollars and safe passage to a plane to get the fuck out of here. Because the plane is... On the unoccupied area. So they yeah. need an es- a way to get through that. And so they're not going to do the deal right here. They're just negotiating sunset today. Right. Hour before sunset. Hour before sunset, excuse me. And so it, it's not a shake hand agreement, but it is a verbal agreement. But And once again, a lot of haggling. They get it down to 750 Yeah. They so do. she doesn't get her mill, 750 so anyways, we go back to Charlie, and of course, he's. where was he during this deal? He was just hanging out at the bar, apparently? No. He was trying to go meet his friend, Spike. Sparks. Spike. Your friend is Sparks, according to Pigeon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, he's going to go to Spike and get to give him the lenses, but he's jumped. But he, and when he gets there, because he's blind people, so he doesn't see that everybody in the resistance is dead at the warehouse district. Even And then he's like, Spike? Spike, and then the body gets lowered down, and she's like all hanging by her neck Mangled, and shit. Yeah. And we see the Congos are there, and they're like, "Where are those fucking uh, contacts? Where's Barb? Right. I'm not telling you anything." So he does give him one piece of information. It's on a fat guy, Santa Claus, and then they kill him. <laughs> Yeah, but they get what they, they need, don't well, they? They torture him, but they torture him. They kill him, but they got what they needed. He said it was on a fat guy. 
And in a minute here, spoiler alert, they're going to go talk to Fatso. But he didn't have a white beard. So? But they, he said, it's not a great big fat guy. See, this is the problem. When you try to get somebody with a zinger, you give up too much info. I think he gave up too much info. Back of the hammerhead. Curly sweeping up. He's, he's David is... Lynch scene, nine minutes of sweeping, straight out of Twin Peaks season three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About as long as this episode. And then Barb informs, she's like, look, Curly, take the bar. I'm out of here. I'm going to Paris. I do not know how to run a bar. Even I though I take care of accounting, payroll, when shit comes in, I, you know, it's like, I don't know anything about this shit. How am I going to do this? She's like, you'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah. Have you, have you seen Charlie? Well, he went over to meet with some kind of resistance or something. I thought it was some kind of uh, club he was in. The resistance? I know the resistance. Let's go now. So Barb goes to the, the resistance location with Axel. Where were Axel, what were Axel and Cora doing between I have when they no left the bar? They all are here right now. It doesn't make sense. They're just all here now. And they go there. Char, very poetic. He's fucking crucified. They're still like begging her as they're walking into the place. Axel and Cora, we need you, Barb. You are the best. You are our mad hunter. You are our uh, chance, Bordeaux. We need you. you. Only you can save us. Take a chance. Take a chance. And then she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Then she sees Charlie, and she's like, now it's personal. Get a nice load-up montage. It somehow fits in there with the opening credit stripper scene where she's loading guns, and guys are squirting her with fire hoses. Yeah. Uh, cream is dropping on her. There's a cat licking up cream out of a bowl. It's that's, weird. That's a great metaphor. I, it, what is the metaphor? Can you help me? Pussy eating cream. Yeah. It's 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 a it's eaten it's a cunnilingus metaphor. It's a cunning linguist. I don't know how that works in this scene, but I mean I think you're right. Uh. Anyway, so uh, blah, blah 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 blah. So he's like Barb, we need those lenses. Don't worry about it. I got the lenses. You just get to that plane and I'll get you the lenses. So they go to Fatso to do the deal. But he doesn't have the cash. He just has a debit card. Axel's surprised to learn that she's still trying to make a deal for, you know, because she wanted that Canadian cash. And she's like, I got this sweet Canadian MasterCard debit card. Do you want that? She's like, yeah, whatever. I don't well, care. Well, she's like, that wasn't the deal, but I'll take it. And just as she's about, she's like, now where's my escort? Here's your escort. Fucking Prizer shows up with his goons. And they're going to arrest her. But this is where... Fucking Willis does his baby face turn because he goes to handcuff her, but he doesn't handcuff her. He hand, puts a he hand grenades her. Oh, I he, did not get he this. Puts a grenade in her hand. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, they're all set." And then she pulls out the grenade, throws it at Fatso. Light privilege. She doesn't throw it at Fatso. She throws it in the air by the cops. But it hits him because he explodes. Oh, he does? Yeah. What the fuck? I missed this. Yeah, it was straight out of that Monty Python. Fat guy <laughs> explodes. Not on one, not on two, but three. On three. Okay. And then all hell breaks loose, and they jump in an armored bread truck. Yes. And they just haul ass to the unoccupied area, which apparently is not a big deal. They just yeah. go right. They drive through. It's just a fucking little, like, like, uh, like parking garage thing, little bar. That's they just, it. They drive right through it. That's it. 
so they get wherever they're going. But how Barb, did Barb have her fucking you, motorcycle? Uh, apparently, this is Captain America's van. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> because Barb. That bust. reminds me of Red Brown, Space Mutiny, last week. Hello, uh, because Barb busts out in a motorcycle. Don't let me just get to the plane, okay, you guys? Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Imagine when I'm doing this, my fingers are always running over my cleavage. You're pinching your nipples. Maybe a little bit, yeah. So Barb does her best, Matt Hunter, and she has she's got the reverse because Matt did the thing where he'd shoot him from behind. Behind, she shot him in front. Yeah, because she's got the tits. She doesn't have the ass. Matt Hunter, great <laughs> ass. Chuck Norris didn't have ass. Well, he had, he hasn't he filled out those jeans. Well, those glutes, those action slacks, those glutes will give you the boot. Yeah, and she hit, she hits some appraisers goons with her rockets. There's some ro- apparently there's some rockets on the bread truck because when they get they get to the end of the unoccupied zone where the airport is, which is at the docks for some reason, uh, Axel shoots off some missiles off the fucking bread truck, hits hits Prizer's truck. Yeah, there's all kinds of anarchy happening. They're like, how do we get to the plane? Just so happens that Barb arrives in time on her bike, tells them to take off for the plane. But then right. Axel runs for a crane, and like other people are. Well, running. no, the, I, I couldn't figure the, this. The, okay, the bread truck hits like a jump and crashes. So they the, the bread truck's out of use. So now it's like run to the airport. Apparently, there's an airport right next to this docking loading docking area. It's a so place. Barb's like, I will like run interference for you. So she so he just takes off. Supposed to go to the the airport. Barb's just sitting there. Out of nowhere, Prizer busts through a wall with a forklift, hits Barb, and traps her between a car and the forklift. So she's stuck. Her motorcycle's trapped between a car that's on the forklift and the forklift. So Prizer's like, not Prizer, actually, like, this is the love of my life. I have to go back. So he, he says, Cora, go on off. To, oh, Cora okay. and Willis go on off to the airport. That's what happened. Okay. He runs up. There's a huge crane. And there's this very friendly crane operator there. This guy was great. He's my favorite character in this whole movie. And so that button right there that works it up and down. Yeah, 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 really does. And that what what, what makes it what makes the old crane go you know, turn around? Well, well, this one right here. Great. And then he knocks the guy out. Now he knows how to operate a giant fucking crane. And operated, he does, Griff. Right. Because just as we think, because fucking Prizer's doing donuts on the forklift. He's showing off. He's, <laughs> uh, Barb's leg is pinned in between the forklift yep. and her motorcycle. She right. can't get off. And then the crane comes down. There's Apparently, there's this perfect little like hook on the top of the forklift that a crane can catch. Really? This was so weird because it's right in the middle of it, and it's pulling it. It can host both weights and everything just fine. So now we have like this weird fight with Prizer and Barb on the high in the middle. I I'll give them points. It was stunt work. It yeah. Was, so is there stunt men up on a fucking you know? This was cool. We see the hairy knuckles. We know that's that's Barb. That's yeah. Pam's stunt man. Right. You don't need a laser disc to see this, everybody. Yeah. And they're just they're just fighting on a fucking crane. That's really all they're doing. Right. And so of course they're. It's looking like Pam is or Barb is starting to get her way and everything, but Prizer is just enjoying himself, right. and so much so that he starts singing out his favorite show. Well, too. no, he's like, "This reminds me of my favorite song," because she's like hanging off the thing. Brother Barbara, 
This reminds me of my favorite tune. I got you, babe. And then, then like, fucking, it's like the fucking Kill Bill thing where it's da 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 da. That babe triggers her, dude. So she hulks up and just kicks Axel, or not Axel, uh, Prizer off the thing, and he he loves it. He's like laughing all the way down. Oh no, he's into that shit. He uh, like you you brought up uh, Helga of the SS. What was her name? Ilsa. Ilsa she of the SS. She's he's into that shit. So uh, he actually pissed. He had Axel piss on him one yeah. time. Uh, she didn't yeah. like it. She wanting, does not like piss. In the words of Slayer, wanting to die is a reason to live, and this guy wanted to die. <laughs> And he, he was, got his wish. He got his wish. Anyways, we got to go to this airstrip. Yeah, we're fin- let's finish the shit. Let, we're about to take off, everybody. We're at the airport. This is straight out of Casablanca. They're biting their nails, Cora and uh, whoever she's with. Because they're they're like they're up next. They're in line. They're right. up next, and they got the they got get, get ready. Get your eyeballs ready for the retinal scanner. Uh, we're gonna be moisting your eyeballs before we put them in the scanner. Moisten yeah, because they actually eyeballs. they put them in the clockwork orange thing. They're really hardcore about yeah, this. They pop scanner. them open. They get your eyes in there. And she's like, "Holy shit! I don't have my eye contacts." But she has her contact with her eyes because Barb shows up, and lo and show, she was gonna swerve. Look swir- at those gazangas. We thought it got blown up with fat, so no, she's wearing. But you can't tell because. Pam Anderson has beautiful blue eyes. That's right. She's double the blue eyes. I hate this. This is so fucking stupid. She takes this her contacts so out. Stupid. Gives them to Cora. Cora puts them on. She passes the retinal scan, and they're ready to fucking go. You're thinking there's going to be a moment where her and Willis have a moment because they were so fucking like the sticks and stones rubbing together on that elevator. I was like, oh my god. Well, not Willis, Axel. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Will, but Willis is going to go on the plane with him. He's like, I got nothing here now. So they, so Cora and Willis get on the plane, and then we're thinking, yeah, like you said, this is right out of Casablanca. He's like, well, you're gonna, you guys are going to run off together. And she's like, no, go on. I'm going to stay here in Steel Harbor. Yeah. But she's not, because she's remember, she's got her fucking 750K debit card. Yep. I'm going to spend it in it's- Europe. Where apparently she's always why like, they, 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 yeah it's like okay they're the love of each other's lives but she's like no just go on I don't I don't give I don't a shit. shit yeah really I'm going to Paris meet me there she's a strong independent woman now why does but why and the thing is why does Cora need Axel why can't he just go with her I don't know guard I don't know. he still believes in the resistance and they but need they're her. gonna go to Canada they, they I feel safe. like I feel like Willis is doing the right thing here and I think Pam's doing the right thing here by just being like hey. Go. All right, so, and I don't remember the you, you, the last line. I don't even remember the well, scene. Well, Willis is just like, oh, that's that's too bad. Your boyfriend's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're looking more uh, beautiful than ever. I think I'm falling in love with you. One of her tits is, is hanging out. One of her tits is hanging out because that's what beautiful is. And so, yeah, he gets on one knee with a skull in his hand goes, I do believe I'm falling in love. Get in line. And then I think we get this, the scene from the beginning again or some shit. I don't know. I was this time so happy this movie was over with. Like, you guys are happy that this, this episode is over with. And not only is this episode over with, Griff, Griffmas in July is over, which means I'm back in charge. I relinquish all of my powers over the last four weeks. Fuck the treasony of dealing with these movies. 
You people. even your even your cat knocked my notes disgustingly I off know, the table. I saw that. He's got such sassitude over here. Murray, I do not envy you. Because the next nine and a half years are back in your sweaty palms. I don't envy our listeners because look, here's it. let me break it down for you. I tw- Unlike most podcasts, we try to include our fans, our listeners, our uh, guests. If you listen to our Darkman episode, you will hear our friend Chris tell you that sometimes you do what the audience wants. Yeah. We don't do that very often. Cult Film Companion Podcast. Thank you. Check it out. So I came up with this great idea. Oh, shit. I ripped up my nose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. And nobody even knew you did it. So... We were thinking, hey, you know what would be fun? Why don't we do a Shaw Brothers month? And you know what? Why don't we have a guest month? We haven't done that in a long time. We, you know what we love to do? The Bronson month with a Rutger month. Oh, wait. That didn't turn out so well. So, Well, yeah. What happened was I put out the call. I'm like, hey. Because we have a huge roster of fucking guests. And we have too many guests. It's and, true. And I don't. I love all of you guys, all of you. Even the ones I hate, I love you. So I was like, I can't pick. Why don't you guys just, just and just throw out some names? You don't have to, you know, just you know, because I don't know, because I don't know who who's our favorites. Because I love, like I said, I love everybody. As you've learned firsthand this week, it is fun to relinquish control of what we watch. Yeah, it is very fun. Right, it's very fun to just be like, I never would have thought of this movie. I'm so glad you brought it up. And we wanted to give that control to our friends. Right. So I'm like, I get nothing from that. So I'm like, I put out another tweet. I'm like, hey, guess if you're like, if you're feeling a little shy or, you know, DM me. Just let me know. I got bup kiss from you guys. And you, you, you know one thing about Golden Globus Theater, we do not reward apathy. So, no, we're scrapping Shaw Brothers Month. No. Well, we're gonna, and I'm gonna punish you even more because I know you guys hate '70s movies. So we're gonna have a month of '70s <laughs> movies. In fact, one of them is a '60s movie. How about that? What diabolic territory? Yeah. Another callback to Space Mutiny. John Philip Law, you deserve better than Space Mutiny. And we're starting it off, and we I te- we teased it all episode. We did. We really did. This movie, it's it's a class. It's it's once again much like the mechanic. Charles Bronson's mechanic, the good one. It's way deeper than a story about a hitman. This story, like I said, it's about the fog and the peril of the fog of being lost in the fog, and a and a searchlight to draw you out of the fog. Mm. It's got two classic '70s badasses, Charles Bronson and my spirit animal, Telly Savalas. That's right. Telly is going to lay it out for you. It's a little movie called Violent City, a.k.a. The Family. It has two names. Oh, man. But I like Violent City better. It's Violent more Violent City works better. You told me to look for that version, Yeah, right? look for that version. Okay. I don't know what... I, it's been so long since I've seen The Family. I don't know what the difference is, but I would say look for the Violent City version. Yeah. So, so get, you're going to get a little a medicine, and you're going to love it. And you're going to learn to love 70s movies next, uh, next week. And finally, it's back again. Uh, no, it isn't. It's back oh. next week. And until then, I'm listening.